Listen, I've never had any problem expressing my opinions, but what we're doing here is bigger than that. These are conversations that need to be had in an unfiltered way. Drag racing's all I've ever done. It's all I care to do. I respect the history, I appreciate how far we've come, but I want more for this sport, and I'll fight for it. It's uncut, it's unfiltered, this is the show of shows. The biggest names in drag racing. No holds barred. This is the great American motorsport, drag racing. Prove me wrong, I'll wait. Hey gang, Wes Buck here, Drag Illustrated Magazine, checking in. It is Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. What's up? What are you guys doing? Everybody staying out of trouble, having a good time? It is National Margarita Day. I saw this on the World Wide Web earlier today, so I decided to partake. So we're celebrating. I hope all of you are as well here real quick. It's bad luck if you cheers and, and don't take a sip, you know. All right, I want to start this off. I got to cut some housekeeping to do, so bear with me. Uh, I want to uh, a couple of things. First and foremost, happy birthday, Mama Sue! Uh, a big part of the drag racing community, Mama Sue Cunningham, uh, mother of the one, the only Tommy Cunningham, uh, owner of Stroud Safety, right up the road in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. She's a huge part of the community. I saw on Facebook this morning, it was her birthday, and I thought, you know what? We need to shout Mama Sue out. So happy birthday, Mama Sue. I hope you're doing well. What else do we got? Oh, I got to tell you guys this funny story, all right? So this is going to embarrass the, the squad here, but it's it's worth doing. And I, uh, JT, Mike Carpenter are behind the, they're behind the curtain currently, and JT, I'm, gonna give, I'm giving you full reign to come in here in a moment, but let me tell my story, okay? So earlier this week, you guys are going to love this. So as you well know, we are about 10 days, nine days out from the biggest, richest pro mod drag race in the history of the known universe. Maybe you've heard of it, the Drag Illustrated World Series of Pro Mod. We're throwing a party on Thursday night. Shocking, right? We're going to throw a party. Shout out to my boy Jeff Stangy at Strange Engineering. Uh, we're going to throw a racer welcome party on Thursday night. And we have, of course, roped in our uh, resident party planner, the one, the only, JT Murder T. Hudson, Right. So earlier this week, I'm getting some phone calls. And we're doing some, you know, getting some things in order, making some orders, doing our planning. And I, I get this phone call from our um, CFO here at Drag Illustrated, uh, the one, the only Nancy Copen. And Nancy calls me up and she says, Wes, hey, um, I asked JT to help me with the party. And I said, oh, yeah, OK, great. Fantastic. He need, needs to be doing something. You know, let, let's get him working on the party. So, Jay, so she goes, well, I just had a few things that I wanted to run by you. And I said, yeah, what, what, like, what, what do we got? She goes, well, you know, you, you gave me the head count and you want to have food. You want to make sure everybody has fun. We got a tent, right? We got all this stuff. We got food ordered. It's going to be fantastic. And I said, okay. She goes, well, I asked JT to help me like figure up how much beer we need. <laughs> and she goes, uh, do you really think we need seven to eight beers per person. <laughs> and I said, whoa, that's what he said? And she goes, yeah. And that's like 2,500 beers. Do you really think we need 
2,500 beers yes. for, for the welcome party? And uh, I said, well, I guess if that's what JT said we need. And she goes, well, he was really concerned that everybody would have a couple and then need four or five more. That's the way it goes. <laughs> it is. Oh my God. I literally, <laughs> uh, 20, JT, bring, come yeah. on, welcome to the club. 2,500 beers. Do we need 2,500 beers for the welcome party? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think so. He posted this in Slack. Dra- it was drag hilarious. racers, drag racers like to drink, you know, and they're going to be casually a little bit. Yeah, he that casually posted that beers. Is, what are we dude, trying my, to do? My wife can kill a twelve pack in like nine holes <laughs> golf. I mean, like you know, seven uh, beers. That's just enough to wet your whistle. JT posted this in our in our World Series of Pro Mod Slack channel where we're discussing all things World Series of Pro Mod. And it just casually came in. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm doing the math, and we're going to have this many people and uh, seven to eight beers per person. <laughs> I said, is that like Dude, an, I can't is that like an official algorithm? Seven to eight beers in one setting. I mean, I'm you've being honest. It's like two beers per person for the first hour, and then <laughs> a beer per person for each additional hour. So I just upped that a little bit. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, we're not all pansies. I mean, we're, people are going to drink, you know, and <laughs> he's right. It does I go mean, that way, especially when you're hanging out with JT. Yeah, cool. I'll have one. All right. One more. Next thing you know, it's five o'clock in the morning. You don't know doing the tomahawk chop, holding <laughs> you're doing, the wall. You're wearing Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs stuff. <laughs> At the PDRA Mega Bash, JT, wasn't that a thousand beers? Um, it was when more we threw than that, the Mega it? Bash in Virginia, I think we bought a thousand beers is what I said. No, it was 700. And we couldn't, I mean, I was given like six at a time to people in wheelchairs. You know, like, it, I mean, it was insane. So well, I don't uh, know. What are we going to do with 2,500 beers, bro? I'll try to drink any, and it's left over. I asked, uh, is that, JT, is that your official beer ratio calculator? Like, he had some kind of algorithm. He just instantly cranked out that number. Like, we all were, we're all worried about gear ratio. Right, in <laughs> four link setup and everything. JT's got beer ratio. You got to get your mind right, you know. True, 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 true. I just are, thought, are I you drinking at work? That. We are. You yeah. losers. You're, right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it, it's uh, it is national, and this week's I, crazy, right? I, I didn't even know if we're gonna get the show off. Well, I almost punted this morning. We were here was, at the yeah. office this morning. Alicia's in here stapling shit together and putting stuff in Looks packets. Like she was putting in work, man. Oh, dude. she. We have racer packets for everybody. Here's the thing, and it's funny because I was having this conversation with someone the other night. Oh, Bobby Bennett, competitionplus.com. He goes, man, I can't believe you want to put on a race. And I said, dude, I can't help it. Like, It is literally my favorite thing to do throw a party like i just love getting people together i love being around people i love being around all my brothers and sisters in arms like people that share the same passion that i do and it's like these i as often as i can get this group of people together i'm gonna do it and if we can work in some drag racing uh, let's 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 get after it you know and it's it is a ton of work though i mean yeah uh, let's let's do a real quick well, I hold on. Give... Before you before you okay, jump off, Bobby Bennett, shout out to Bobby Bennett, uh, oh, Jeff yeah. Bird, award winner and uh, inducted into the North Carolina Drag Racing Hall of Fame this past weekend. So I watched old his cornbread. Speech. Did shout you watch out his to speech? old cornbread. Or cornbread. Did you watch his speech? I did. I did. 
He did a good job. I wasn't man. able to be there. My dad was there, you know, and all the all the uh, honorees or former inductees. My dad was inducted in 2011, um, and they're getting a, a hell of a roster going on this North Carolina Drag Racing Hall of Fame. So, congrats, Bobby. I called yep. him, or I sent him a text, and I said, hey, congrats, we need to touch base soon, and uh, Bobby deserves it, man. I was actually reading on competitionplus.com the other day, and it's like, this is, and this stirs up all the things where I like want to try to buy that site or, or work together, because there's, <laughs> especially when it comes to ProMod, right? Some of the information that is on there is really not available anywhere else. You know, I was reading through... Uh, the, he did a four-part series, and it equates to about 15,000 words that kind of outlines the birth of pro-modified drag racing. And it's like the early days, you know, starting to get a taste, mainstream, going mainstream, and then becoming an official category. And the time and energy, the people he talked to, Ted Jones, talking to Brett Kepner at length, talking to Ed Hoover at length, Mike Ashley, Scotty Cannon, Shannon Jenkins, all these guys, your father, Charles Carpenter, you know, so many people that were a big part of that movement. And I don't want to turn this whole show into a pro mod thing, but maybe I do. We might as I well. Do I mean, we're having a big race next week, you know. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, t I'm asking, and I would ask this to the crowd, to be honest. I ask this to the drag racing community. I challenge you. Find me another brand of drag racing that has had the impact and has maintained the way that Pro Modified has. I mean, you think about a class that was rooted in sportsman racing, right? A bunch of guys that were outlaws and wanted to go fast and were committed to going fast and were pushing the envelope, trying new things, right? In the mid to late 80s, let's get together. We'll race for no pot. We just want to run heads up. The next thing you know, that starts to lay the foundation for those original quick eight top sportsman shootouts start to lay the foundation for ProMod as we know it now. I mean, reading about how they came up with the name, I mean, brace yourselves for this. There was a belief at one point that it could have been Prostalgia. Well, I can <laughs> promise you guys right now, there would have never been a World Series of Prostalgia. Prostalgia. You know what I mean? Like, that, ain't, yeah. that shit ain't happening, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, to see... <laughs> To, to read about all that history, I give Bobby Bennett a lot of credit because there's a lot, his passion for drag racing is, is palpable. It's extremely significant. And I just appreciate it. You know what I mean? And I'm glad to see him get his flowers because we know the grind that the media business can be. Any small business, I don't care if you've got a magazine or you've got a muffler shop, shit is hard. It is not for the faint of heart. And yeah. so a, a minuscule percent of small businesses survive five years, right? Bobby's yeah. been around for almost two decades. So to have done that, and this guy, I compete with this guy. In fairness, we should street fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, I appreciate what he does and what he contributes to the industry. And I'm not so insecure that I'm not willing to give him his credit. And I'm glad to see you don't want none of that his smoke. moment in the sun. sun. No, man, right? <laughs> cornbread. No. Yeah, old cornbread. You don't, don't want any of this, Bobby. <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> man, It's it, he's been around the a lot of the key players. And, he and was around at the, the area. first race. Yeah, and, and he know, you know, awesome. just being in this area, you can't help but be kind of involved or looped into this whole, the whole pro mod movement from the start. And it's cool that we still got people like Bobby, Brett Kepner, Ted Jones, who were all kind of involved in the in the formation, naming, whatever you want to say of, of ProMod and are still involved in our race that we're putting on in, in, next weekend. Uh, Ted Jones with Masters Entertainment. Uh, you've got 
Yeah, again, Bobby Bobby's covering it. A team. Ian Tucker is on the property. Brett, Roger Richards both. Brett on the writes property. the the top eight for the back of the magazine every month. The most comprehensive resource of up to date drag racing records available anywhere in the world. In the world, and it's like. I just think it's a really incredible thing to be totally honest with you. And I'm going to actually be on competitionplus.com's power hour with the Monday morning racer, Lee White, and the one, uh, uh, and uh, Sam Smith next Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Wait, he sent, that, there, but... he sent that invite to both of us, and now it's just you? Is that how that works? Well, he that's called works. me. Did you okay. get a phone call? Okay, yeah. No, I just got a text. All right, that's what I thought. So I got, anyways, I got an official letter. I didn't get anything. Like, nobody wants me. <laughs> You know, shit. They're yep. in the comments right I'll now just, trying to get you on yeah. Lyle and Steve's all right, podcast. All right, I'll Sam. Just, I'll just, I'll I see how this, out, Sam. I'll just hang out the race with all my bro mod friends. Yeah, we need to get shirts, bro mod. Bro mod. That's a Sam. I'll, I'll, I'll let you off the hook if you send me some of those new dots that you Ooh. posted. Or, or where did he uh, send Sam's, that? He sent that to yeah to our racing talk. Oh, in Slack. Sam. Yeah, I need some yeah. of those. Slack send me a sample. What Mike's talking about is the Sam's brand got the new dots cinnamon sugar dots pretzels. We're big dots pretzels guys around here. If anybody from the C suite at Dots is paying attention, we're big fans. Like Dot big herself. Fans. Like Dot herself, the one that's on the website on the back of the bag. Big yep. fan. Big big fan. So uh, I can kind of see it to be honest. The Drag Illustrated World Series of Pro Mod presented by dots pretzels i don't that feels fairly natural to be salty. honest sounds salty salty sounds <laughs> salty I, I don't know man i could we could make a whole we could build a whole brand around that in my opinion anyways i just kudos to, to bobby and the gang and pro mod man my point that i was trying to make before we got uh talking my hall bad. of fame inductions no 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 you're good is i i really do challenge people quite frequently and this is a conversation that i remember having at lights out in Valdosta, Georgia, at South Georgia Motorsports Park with my man, the one, the only, John Ford III, photogra photographer of the stars. Uh, we were talking about ProMod is unique in that it, it exists in these small communities around the world, right? It, it's very, there's not pockets of ProMod or pockets of pro stock cars, really. You know, there's not pockets of top fuel cars racing at a high level at sanctions and series around the globe. But ProMod that is 100% the case. I mean, it's an alphabet soup of sanctions and series. We got NMCA, PDRA, NEO, PMA, NMC, I mean, the NHRA, <laughs> yeah. IHRA is trying to get back into the gang. All these tracks have their own sanctions and series. Uh, it, it's really incredible. Events like the World Series of Pro Mod, the Shakedown Nationals out at VMP, these the U.S. Street Nationals, the Snowbird Outlaw Nationals. There are so many Pro Mod places I don't think there's anything like it in the sport of drag racing today. D am I wrong? Absolutely not. And that's why the World Series of Pro Mod is going to be just off the hook because we're bringing all those together, all those alphabet soup. Like you said, we're going to have representation from every one of those. Uh, in fact, PDRA, let's talk about the cool thing they're doing. They're you know diving in. We, we did a press release yesterday talking about how they're going to be outfitting their drivers with special shirts and and other stuff other surprises that i don't even think we know about yet to honor and sort of identify their racers that are competing in world series of pro mod i'm sure some of the other series are going to be doing that as well but uh yeah man it's it's really cool to see the pride that is taken by organizations of the racers that compete within uh, under their umbrella and then to see all of them mixed together 
in a, awesome. a no-holds-barred deal, man, it's going to be awesome. So to, to piggyback on that notion, I just spoke actually this morning with Judy Franklin, Tommy Franklin's wife. Um, I, I would say her like, well, we need to come up with a great, the first lady of ProMod. Oh, oh. The first lady of ProMod. That's her, Judy Franklin. It, it, because you cannot really turn a blind eye to what the PDRA has done. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. the PDRA burst on the scene at a time when ProMod needed a home. Pro nitrous racers, pro boost racers, mountain motor pro stock guys or extreme pro stock as they are known within the PDRA ranks. These racers needed a place to race. The ADRL was in disarray. The XDRL had gone away. And it was like looking around, where are these folks going to go? Where are they going to go compete for a championship? Where are they going to race on quick, fast, safe race tracks? And the PDRA answered the call. And since then, a, almost a decade, right? They're in their 10th season right now. You it's really amazing. cannot overstate the significance of what they have done and the home they have created for an entire world of racers. And to see them carry that on into the World Series of ProMod, their book, I mean, literally, Judy sent me a message this morning. They're, I don't know what the word is. They're, they're renting a tent. They're bringing in a 30 by 30 tent, Right specifically to provide hospitality to PDR racers that are competing in the world series of pro mod. Are you, I mean, I like check my pulse. Like, is this a dream? Am I awake? Because don't you think that's insane? Yeah. Because yeah. it gives How so much incentive. Think about the incentive. Now, if you're deciding where you're going to go race or what you're going to do for 2024, not only do we consider the champions of the PDRA as, you know, essentially automatic invites into the world series of pro mod, but then you've got, you know, they're going to honor you. They're going to get, you're going to get special swag. You get VIP treatment while you're there as, as a part, uh, as a bonus of being a part of the PDRA and competing with them all year. So, you know, things like yeah, that add value, man. It, you're bragging right. considering that. Yeah. You have bragging rights for the whole year that, you know, the fastest pro mod, you know, came from whatever camp. You know, and you can mm -hmm. you can rail on that all year. You can throw, you can throw it in everybody's face too. You know, I think it's. We, a, I mean, we've I really all seen the arguments online. Make, you know? We're all challenged, right? We're all challenged to to provide as much value as possible. And I think it's interesting that the PDRA is going above and beyond to provide value to their racers, even at an event that's not theirs. Right. Right. That says a lot to that me. That you could look at as competing against one of their one hundred percent instead in of fairness, competing against, they're embracing it. Yeah, in fairness, you're right, Mike. They It could be considered a competing event, but they recognize that a high tide lifts all boats. And if everything goes according to plan with what I want to accomplish, what this group of people, what the, the three of us on the screen right now and everybody at Drag Illustrated, everybody at Bradenton Motorsports Park wants to accomplish, it will benefit every pro mod sanction and series and event on the planet Earth. That is yeah. the goal. And we we keep ourselves over here in the corner. Right. We keep ourselves over here in the first weekend of March, March 3rd, 4th and 5th, three days that will live forever in infamy. We stay out of the way. We're not on top of any other events. We're not going head to head with the PDRA's biggest events these this spring and this fall. We're not going head to head with Midwest Drag Racing Series or head, head to head with the NMCA. We are trying our level best to kind of stay out of the way and be a complementary piece to all these other sanctions and series, including the NHRA Pro Mod Drag Racing Series that we want to see be successful and i just we actually to your point mike we announced the pdra as a major sponsor of the world series of promod and i wonder if that's a first i mean is that has that happened before in 
drag yeah, racing nuts. where another sanction, another series has served as a well, major that- sponsor of a competing, technically a competing event. Has that ever happened before? It'd be like the IHRA sponsoring the NHRA. I know, right? That's crazy. It's that silver tongue of yours. Think how much snake <laughs> yeah. oil. Think of it. I mean, that spill you just gave. Gave. Think how much snake oil you would have sold back in the day. Yeah, you'd have been no <laughs> way. Get one of those, oh my god! Yeah. One of those little cart things. <laughs> have, yeah. Have, you, have, you, have you seen that movie? Uh, there will be blood. Yeah. I have seen that movie. It's a great movie. But yeah, that's you. Well, I mean, but am no I wrong? Salesman. Am I wrong? <laughs> but am I wrong? I'm not. Fu- I'm not wrong. No, 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 that's crazy. I mean, like to think about, you know. But I mean. But I mean, they get John Mazzarana is it. coming from New York City, flying down the founder, 30 City. years strong of the Northeast Outlaw Pro Mod Association. Going to be there, going to be there hanging out, celebrating this event, celebrating his participants, the people that support him throughout the year. Keith Haney and the gang from the Midwest Drag Racing Series are coming down to be a part. Hell, Keith's in the race, right? He's going to compete. Then we also have uh, Randy Merrick. Craig Sullivan, many of the stars of the North, uh, the National Muscle Car Association coming down to be a part of this event. And the list goes on. I actually sent out a couple of, um, you know, well wishes and hope you'll come see us to a multitude of other sanctions and series. I really genuinely hope that we get some representation on the property from the NHRA. I've made that reach out. I hope that happens. I know many of their competitors are part of our field, but I'm genuinely proud of what we've created because it is a it's the stars and moon aligning it's people doing things for the right reason and there are multitudes of us that are massively invested in this event but i tell you what there will be a payoff and does it come immediately does it come overnight i would say i would argue that it does not but but it happens over time when you do things the right way when you do things for the right reason you win you guys keep talking shit. We'll keep working. We'll keep working to do the do what needs to be done to put pro modified racing on a pedestal. To put this type of racing, the men and women who do this, put them on a pedestal. Because as I've said many times before, if drag racing has a best foot to put forward, it's pro mod. God bless nitro racing. God bless top fuel funny car. These categories have been the tip of the spear for decades. But the fact remains that pro-modified cars are cars that look like cars, right? It's I know they don't have VIN tags. I'm not stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. But these are Camaros, Mustangs, Dodge Chargers, right? I mean, these are real deal race cars with swinging doors, drivers on the left-hand side, cowboys behind the wheels, cowgirls in some instances. This is the best that drag racing has to offer. And I truly feel, despite the fact that we're nine days away from the biggest, richest pro mod drag race in the history of the known universe, 100000 to win, brace yourself, boys, because I think we're just getting started. You know what I mean? I think that this is just the, just the beginning of what happens. What, what group do you think will win? You, you got any? Ooh, I had that question. I got to tell you, if I, we got to put know, odds, we got to put odds on it and we should. let people, let people um, bet on it. You know what? Let's do an Rex. open challenge, open challenge right here. Mike JT, I need you guys to back me up on this and, and, and help me sort out. But I would say that every one of these sanctions and series need to be challenged to, to, to pile on. Uh, I would say that if a PDRA racer ne- wins this deal, the PDRA needs to put some icing on that cake. 
throw some money at it, right? Put five grand up. Midwest, put five grand up. NHRA, put five grand up. NMCA, put five grand up. Come on. Uh, Northeast Outlaw Promots, put five grand up. You know, I mean, throw a little bit of extra bread on it if one of your guys win the race. Right now, if I'm being honest, and I, this is going to ruffle some feathers, man, but I think if you look at the track record of success, the PDRA is home to a lot of hitters right now. I mean, it just is what it is. There's a lot of hitters that have raced. Because what we're about to see is there's a small percentage of these people have rolled in and lit that bulb, bottom bulb with $100,000 on the line. Very few of them. Very, very few of them. And, and it does change things. It 100, they can all, everybody can tough talk. Everybody's a badass. I get it. But when you ha- when the stakes are that high and it's win it all or win nothing, it, it, it 100% changes things. So I start to think about Todd Tuttero has been in that position. Kevin Rivenbark has been in that position, right? He has rolled in, turned on the bottom bulb, knowing that it's a hundred grand or bust. Mark Mickey has rolled in, turned that bottom bulb on, knowing yep. it's a hundred grand or bust. And I think the people that have walked have waded in those shark infested waters will to some extent have an advantage. Uh, but here's the problem is there's fuck. I mean, there's freaking fast cars everywhere. Ooh, Northeast outlaw pro mods got the, the baddest. I, I mean, am I wrong? I mean, there's some of the baddest cars in the country come out of the new England colonies. We also have this Midwest brethren, Mark Wardenhausen, Tito, yeah. right? The Wolverine, the, the late Just Tim the turbo Slavin, combination. Mar- I mean, that's a car. Whole. Huge problem. Between, yeah, Mark and Mark and Mark. Dustin Nesloni got a brand new car, reigning Midwest Drag Racing Series Pro Mod champion. Randy Merrick. You cannot count these guys out. I mean, there are hitters from every walk of the drag racing life. And I that's what makes this deal so exciting because we can say whatever we want here. But I tell you what, after two, three days of testing, we torn a bunch of stuff up tried some things that didn't work, maybe tried a few that did. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Who? But I got to be honest with you guys. I've talked to racers that are bringing every part and piece. There, there are multiple. I spoke with Justin Bond yesterday, star of the NHRA Pro Mod Drag Racing Series, multiple-time event winner and all-around great guy, Canadian racer. He's bringing two cars. Like, just yeah. in case. Right, they're going to test them both, and whichever one shows favor, whichever one shows promise, that's the one they're going to go with. Chip King got a couple of hot rods. Obviously, he's got Lyle Barnett behind the wheel of one of them. But I mean, these are guys that are bringing multiple engines, multiple spare everything's. I, it is going to. We're going to see Pro Modified at its all time high. I wonder if Lyle's going to let me uh, tune on the driver a little bit. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, last not. time, last time he got a big win, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's kind of like 10 cup, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. You right, know? right. Yeah. Uh, you always play better. You always play better hungover. <laughs> oh. Is that like a belief system in, in golf? No. Okay. Have you watched full system. swing on Netflix yet? Huh? Oh yeah. It's good. I watched the, is it made by the same, the is it made by same the same people that did drive Surv- to survive yeah. on? Cause oh, they really? also did, I heard about that. They also did a, uh, was it break point? Or something yeah, like that's that. That's the too. tennis one you told me about. Yeah, and they're all good, all three of them. 
that well, full swing this is really full good. swing deal was so well done and it really as i was watching it alicia my wife god bless her she goes i think you need to turn this off and i'm like what this is great she's like you're just you're getting you're taking notes like you're writing <laughs> you take notes down. on everything I if you've ever like sat down and watched tv with wes or done anything uh, he's over there taking notes and we're gonna borrow we should do this we should yeah. do this we need oh, to do God. this i'm like well, turn no, it off no, turn it to no, something else it does this, this just sound it's starting to scare the shit out of me it, need, it needs to be done you know like why why wouldn't it i mean it, it's it's oh. kind of a shame that they haven't Listen. done this yet in, it, in well they the are there's I, I saw something where uh who was it uh there was somebody in some big sport that had just seen the drive to survive thing i think it was it might have been mahomes in the nfl and he was wanting a drive to survive type show on netflix for the nfl i'm almost positive it was mahomes really well they've got they have a show called the franchise that is basically a youtube like, show yeah like uh um hbo hard knocks basically but it but goes it's not it goes like, throughout the whole hard season. knocks is not even like that hard knocks is more of just a kind of a documentary type thing there's just a combination documentary filmmaking i mean not that hard, hard knocks has great filmmaking and camera work and everything but it's just a different deal man I, I think that it's set the bar every sport especially every other motorsport wants a drive to survive and i will tell you i think that that has been the catalyst for f1 in the u.s and for f1's recent success all it over is. the world over the it last is. handful of years. oh dude well, the and, and number and one most important thing for the future of the world series pro mod is a reality show one million percent and if vic alvarez and the team down at bradenton motorsports park I, i've had my thinking cap on the last seven to ten days and if they let what could happen happen that we haven't even scratched the surface of what's possible and, and that's what's so exciting for me, to be a part of a sport that's been around for 60-plus years, right? It's maybe 70, been in organized form 50, 60 years at a high level and still feel like there's so much left to do. It's exciting to, to see the fertile soil around us that I personally see around us. It's a really exciting well, can we thing, man. talk about some of the cool stuff that we're doing for this race without spilling too many of the beans or giving anything away that we don't want to then just some of the it. stuff that between Vic, the facility. Yeah. Well, so one of the things that I actually we, asked for a lot. Vic's permission, we, we have asked, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, that I, I asked people for Vic's permission know. this morning. I said, Hey bro, um, I want to talk about something that we're doing, but I don't want to put pressure on you. I don't want to put you in a weird spot. You know, he's like, nah, dude, JT's me. reloading. JT's reloading. Um, yeah, what I, I was I saying, 12 pack. See, <laughs> Just get it closer. <laughs> get it closer. So, and I, I, I want people here real quick, a couple of things. First and foremost, I want to, uh, let's pay some bills here real quick. I want to remind everybody that each and every episode of the, the West Buck Show, I almost said the World Series of Pro Mod, each and <laughs> every well. episode of yeah. the West Buck Show is made possible by way of our friends at Stroud Safety. Stroud Safety is known for their top quality racing safety equipment from drag shoots and seat belts to fire suits, gloves and blankets, all 100% made in America. Log on to stroudsafety.com and make sure you tell them we sent you. I wanted to touch base on something here, guys, that I find very special. First and foremost, there's an incredible group of people. There's a community here that is rallying around the World Series of Pro Mod. And one of the things that I feel is worth mentioning, and I would ask you guys, I know it's it's cliche in this time, uh, in this day and age, this digital revolution that we're all a part of. Uh, but I would ask you guys to click like, 
click subscribe, click share, however you're con uh, engaging with this content, be a part of this movement, please. We're, we're broadcasting the West Buck show, uh, the Drag Illustrated West Buck show on YouTube exclusively right now. Click that subscribe button, be a part of this. Make sure you're notified every time we put out a piece of content because what I'm about to say, I feel, is historic. I think it is rare air and I don't know that it has ever happened. And I wanna give some kudos to a young man in South Florida uh, that, that along the Florida Gulf Coast that deserves to see his name. Call that mid, mid Florida, mid Florida. Uh, I saw it the other day, the Florida Gulf Coast. Mike. Yeah, that's right. It's the, Gulf Coast. the Florida Gulf Coast. There's a gentleman down there by the name of Victor Alvarez that owns Bradenton Motorsports Park. He's my partner in the World Series of Pro Mod. And I want to tell you guys this dude, I came to him earlier this year and I said, hey, man, you're better off to park nobody on pavement than to park a few people on pavement. If we're going to have the biggest pro mod race in the world, I got to put as many of these people on a, a hard surface as humanly possible. And he said, no problem. What do we need to do? And this guy, Vic Alvarez, with no, no lump sum investment, just hearing me beat on him a little bit, took all it upon himself. Repeatedly, all of over us and repeatedly. Over and over. Um, Mike Every and I have both like, had calls like, man, he's going to hate us by the time this whole deal's over with took it upon himself to pour additional paved parking at Bradenton Motorsports Park. We have nearly doubled. I don't want to oversell, but we have nearly doubled the amount of paved parking, asphalt parking at Bradenton Motorsports Park for no reason other than the World Series of Pro Mod. This is a guy that's staring down the barrel of a, of a housing development next door. This is a guy that's having to go to City Hall to fight with politicians about saving his racetrack. This is a guy that's having to get petitions signed to save his racetrack. No matter, no, no matter all that's going on, he took it upon himself to go out and nearly double the amount of paved parking at Bra Bradenton Motorsports Park, specifically for the World Series of Pro Mod. JT, uh, Mike, come back on. We need to give this guy a round of applause because, I, I, tell me, am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, Has he said that. Ever done that? With all staring down the barrel of all that stuff, he said, he, I probably shouldn't be doing this, but I love this stuff too much. So much, yeah. Is what he said. And I mean, dude, I almost, I almost had a West Buck tear up uh, goosebump moment when I read <laughs> I that. It's black. <laughs> and I was like, man, I mean, you, you almost can't over, over our chat application Slack, you almost can't convey like how, how that message hits you. And, you know, it, it's, it's, and, and when we're knee deep in all this stuff. And I mean, we, we're, we're all exhausted. We've been working on this deal for months and doing everything we can to make this event, uh, what we want it to be. And then to, to read that for, from our track partner is just, you know, what, I mean, what else can you say? What can you it's say? Awesome. I mean, it really is, man. I mean, I think about it and I compare and contrast that to other events where it's like, Hey man, we're too busy to get your porta potties emptied. Yeah. You know, we're we're too busy. We don't have enough will willpower or manpower or, or resources to 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 empty the trash. But down here, we're we're bringing in asphalt. We're expanding the paved pit area mm -hmm. specifically for this event. And to be honest with you guys, it, it that to me really cemented the future of the World Series asphalt at Bradenton Motorsports Park. It asphalted. <laughs> The future of the World Series of Pro Mod. Great job, Michael. <laughs> it good. asphalted. That's the good. Future. Good joke, Mike. 
great joke. It asphalted I, I, I the future get of the World Series of Pro Mod at Bradenton Motorsports Park because it's that level. Because here's the deal. That's the type of commitment it requires. That is just what this deal requires. And, and on top everybody's of everybody's upside down. I mean, it's well, everybody's upside down. It, it, what, it, it is a hard deal. And, that's and, and this is after, and he did, he mentioned along with that message, after all these other upgrades he's done, completely right. resurfacing <clears> the track, <throat> new bleachers, who knows what else he's done down there. Now he's done this too. So, I mean, you know, it, it's, you can't put that in the rear view as well. Because uh, we honestly, Wes, if you remember back in the summer, we were on a trip visiting our longtime printer. Now we've uh, we've rejoined. I may have sold them a deal today. Publication I deal. I know what I know what it is. Publication printers in Denver, Colorado. We're out there, and that sounds fun going out there. Yeah, yeah, man. You should you should try it sometime. Oh, they but, took us out for dinner, JT. Oh yeah, I'm we sure they did. You met you met Dave. Yeah, you met Dave and the crew. They came to our party. This this yeah, gang of of uh, of of our reps from Publication Printers came to our party and really came to like, PRI just for the party. I mean, yeah. I don't yeah. think the party would have been the same without them, dude. They they showed out. But anyway, that's another story for another day. I didn't and, even know people drank Crown Royal in that volume. They they don't. But apparently, but if they it's, do. From if Denver. it's uh, if it's if Dave is buying it and pouring in the shot glasses, <laughs> then everybody's drinking. It. I know. I don't even know why man, I keep taking shots of bourbon. I'm like, okay, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, back to the story. We're riding around yeah. in the rental car, and Vic calls. And you've got and this is a just a, also a disclaimer. If you're ever if you ever call Wes, there's a chance you could be on CarPlay, and you're gonna just the conversation is gonna be shared with whoever's in the car. So just you know, I'm trying shoot. to be safe. I take enough <laughs> shit from everybody about texting and driving and being on the phone. So I've decided I'll just if I'm on the phone, everybody's on. It's the a phone. safety thing, man. And and yeah. we 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 applaud you for the for your uh, your commitment to safety. And oh, anyway. he's still texting. No, yeah. yeah, he's doing CarPlay audio so he can text while he's yeah, driving. Yeah, so he can text at the same time. That's exactly Back. what it is. Yeah, that's that's awful. Vic, Vic calls. Vic calls, and let's let's talk about this conversation because it was a pretty cool deal. Because this is this is where it happened. You don't remember it? I remember some. Of it. I remember getting into a big fight with Keith Haney. No, 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 no. That was the no. That that was a different deal. Vic okay. calls and says, "Hey, man, this date is opening up." Oh, my yes. track. Okay, you're, you're right. Yeah. The first weekend of March, and I know that's your your weekend when you've had your races, man. And I just I want nothing more than to have your race at my track on this weekend. It just seems like everything's aligning, and this has got to happen. And this is right when he's in kind of starting or in the midst of his track upgrades. And I had already been thinking about that. I know you had too at that point of man, if you're gonna have this thing anywhere especially with these upgrades he's making to the track, it's got to be Brainton. And I remember we looked at each other and I'm just, cause you know, I'm like sitting silent cause I'm not supposed to be hearing this right now. <laughs> and then I think I chimed up and said, yeah, dude, let's, we, we let's do it. We got to do it. <laughs> yeah, it, it. We, and we do. I mean, it, and it did feel like the stars and moon aligning and these guys, Gavin Carter, uh, this whole group, Wade Rich, Everybody that's been involved with this deal, it's it's really incredible. I mean, it really is. And this is what it takes. It takes a lot of people swimming in the same direction, not serving their own masters or their own goals, but focused on the common goal. And that is to have a very successful and safe 
major league drag racing event the first weekend of March and, and doing it in a fashion that's sustainable. Because here's the thing. There's been plenty of race promoters and events come and go over the years. I've been around this sport my entire life as a professional for two decades. I can't count the number of big splashes that have happened. These guys and gals that come into the sport and are out just as quick as they came in. What I think people are seeing is that this is sustainable. The buzz, the energy, the momentum, the way this is being done. And this isn't, I'm not talking, I'm not saying this like for kudos on myself. It's just the belief system behind pro-modified drag racing. This is sustainable. This is something that we can do for a long time, a really long time. And I've had a multitude of arguments about rules lately and whatnot. I want to give a shout out to John Sears, the World Series of Pro Mod Director of Competition, as well as Lonnie Grimm, who've had a lot of very complicated, uh, really tough. to John Sears, uh, John at x275.net. Correct. Thank you. Uh, direct all those conversations to John Sears. But what we will not let happen here, this is not a this is not a land speed competition. The World Series of Pro Mod is not where you're going to go see somebody run 340 in the eighth mile at 280 miles. An hour. That's not what this is about. This is about extremely close side by side competition amongst the best in the country right? A best in the world and a multitude of different setups and combinations. If this thing, we have to protect this event from itself, because if we allow this to be a fully outlaw endeavor, we will be two or three years removed from having six cars. And We've let's be honest 60. though, we're getting, when you get into the first weekend of March in, in Florida, you don't, it could be really cool. It could be really hot. I mean, normally it's just very nice. Yeah. Vic has two other races where if you want to go home run hitting that in December and January, that's where that happens. And, and we see a lot of that and we've got to do something different. And this race is going to be different in a lot of ways. And this is one of the ways that we're making it different is agree with it or not. It's not going to be uh, knocking down the scoreboard. It's going to be high pressure eliminations focused. That's a big thing, Wes. I think that me and you agree on, there's too much rounds too much emphasis on qualifying and testing and not enough on eliminations in these days especially when you're talking about fast door slammer eighth mile racing i couldn't agree more i mean and i just really feel that we have to be weary of this we have to be cognizant of the fact that it can get out of hand too quickly it can become a long ball competition too quickly and i would much rather have 50 cars 60 cars that are all within a tenth of one another you know then a situation where we've got two three four guys that have the financial wherewithal to go run much quicker than the rest of the field and i know that that's not as exciting for some of these racers individually because they want to go set a record they want to go blow the scoreboard down at their local track at 2 a.m and sub you know under below sea level you know but the Let's be are honest. You talking here. About, are you talking about radio versus the world? The world? Is that, that's kind of what that sounds like. No. Bec- I, well, I mean, at times, I don't think radio versus the world as we've seen it in Valdosta, but there were, there was a time when a lot of like smaller tracks around the country would run radio versus the world, but it's like, hey, we're not running any rounds until late tonight. We're not running but, any rounds while the sun is up. But I mean, you I heard, Donald, you even heard Donald came on the show and said that's yeah. a very surprising yeah. statement to me from Donald. And I don't know that anyone's really ever asked him publicly or to speak on it, but even he disagreed with the way that the direction that that went. 
and he knows what it did to that class. Uh, and again, I mean, he's having his his marquee event this weekend. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But yeah, I mean, a lot of the comments in here are world record competition is what is what uh, ended up ruining RVW. And I would say it ruined it. It's definitely changed the direction of it. But that's what's happened to ProMod, too. And it, it really if is. Some, if and someone it's... doesn't step in, not saying we, that's us, but we're trying to push in that direction and help with this. If someone, if a third party doesn't step in and sort of say, this is what creates the best show. And this is, this is the rule set that we believe works best in these weather conditions and in eliminations, then it's, we always talk about the inmates running the asylum. That sort of is, is where it goes. And I think that's where RVW went. I think that's where ProMod has gone over the last few years and where it could continue to go. But if you get invested promoters like Donald, like PDRA, like ourselves, like Victor, even if you, if you call him the promoter for us street and snowbirds, it helps, it helps the show. It helps racing. And, and that, that's the direction we're working. I agree. And it's something that is important to reflect on and kind of challenge yourself frequently mm -hmm. because it's, I, I admit that it is easy. Our sport is like predisposed to getting excited about world record runs, right? I mean, that I personally feel those world record runs should be a special occasion. They should be when the, the they should be the cherry on the Sunday. You know, it is so important, in my opinion, to create an environment where it's it's just there's a lot of people that are able to be competitive. I've had a hard time. I actually had this conversation with my dad recently that it's like it's hard for me to say out loud, <laughs> to be honest, that it is like that mid to high 360s in the eighth mile with a pro mod car is attainable. I mean, it's a very attainable thing without a full-time crew without, you know what I mean? It's a very doable thing, which is a very insane thing well, it's, to say. It's really interesting. I was actually talking to Justin Elks at Modern Racing, who one of the, you know, probably one Premier of the best all-round tuners. This guy, correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't you say, Wes, this guy can take like any combination and any driver, any car, any combination to get that thing going down the track competitively, like within a handful of runs. It's a pretty okay. impressive deal. So, when he says this, it, it, I, I really listen to it. He says there's a whole different program. He has a program, basically, to get you to go mid to high 360s. And he feels like he can do that, you know, fairly, fairly easily to it's easy to attain with with the parts and everything that's available now. But some of these guys want to go 350s want to go. And he's like, that is a completely different program going high 350s versus going high 360s mid 360s the amount of work the amount of parts the everything it takes to do that changes dramatically over the course of that 500s or whatever you want to say from let's say 365 366 to 359 358 so i mean one of the one of the premier more. tuners right there is telling you there is a there's a a, a canyon between what it takes to go three mid 360s high 360s versus 350s in my goal and i think our goal collectively for the world series of pro mod is to be the highest level of pro modified racing for as many people as possible because to your point mike and to the point of justin elks and the gang there at modern racing in mooresville north carolina i agree it is the faster you go the harder it is 
I mean, early on, I mean, it's funny because I can relate to this in my own racing endeavors. And I have in this conversation with my pops over the years, like, you know, you've got something that runs eight flat in the eighth mile. You put a 150 horse nitrous system on it. That bitch is going seven flat. You picked up a second, right? But then to go from seven, from seven Oh to six Oh much harder, ooh, much harder Then to go from six Oh to five fifty, from five fifty to five flat from five Oh to four fifty, and the, in every jump is diminishing returns, diminishing returns. It is so much harder to go a little bit faster. And when you start to get down to this point where you've got cars that are routinely running 365, 366, 367 in that range, making the jump into the three, the high three fifties. And it's, there are tons of cars that are capable of doing that. Tons of drivers, tons of crews, tons of people that are capable. But the question is what no one wants to talk about is that level of performance sustainable? And the answer is it is not. It is not sustainable. It is fantastic. It's awesome that it happened. And, and it's great. Records are meant to be broken. But the fact of the matter is that level of performance is not sustainable for this particular group of people. We have to remember this isn't top fuel. This isn't funny car. Right. Those guys, they have Fox. Li they're live on Fox after the NASCAR race, friends. They're live on Fox before the NFL game. This is a they're a world away. Right. And we can't allow that mindset, that belief system to just shit can a motor after every run. Let's put rods and pistons in it, whatever. Right. Let's have six motors in the trailer. We cannot allow that mindset and that modus operandi to infiltrate ProModified, and that's where it will go, in my opinion, if we don't protect well, it. Well, it has, if we don't but we've got to stop it at some point. I mean, not saying that we can personally, but if you don't set rules, maybe even have a universal rule package, that's 100%. what we've talked about a lot is, is universal rules. I know uh, a lot of people have vouched for that. If we don't go to something like that, you're going to have these guys keep pushing the envelope because that's the nature of drag racing. Um, I know just even in the nitrous combination, bigger bore space, taller deck, that's something that would obsolete all the current top of the line stuff that's out there. We can't, I almost think at this point with how precious few nitrous racer there, nitrous racers there are left, you can't do that to those guys. So at some point it's got to stop because the, like we said, diminishing returns and, and what it takes to go from, from mid three sixties to high mid three fifties, whatever it is, is it's it's just not worth it and i think it is detrimental to the show as a whole it is detrimental to the show as a whole because what we will have is we'll go from an environment where people like us who announce a hundred thousand to win world series of pro mod you know and are going to cap it at 40 and are massively overwhelmed by the demand like holy moly there's more people that want to do this than we could have ever yeah let's let, let's talk about that a little bit because okay. when we initially announced the 40, right, we were just projecting. I mean, I, I think we even had a conversations, man, hope we get 40 good cars, right? And the next thing we turned around and- Well, here's what the, I would tell anybody. The, the demand I've had a couple is overwhelming. of really tough conversations about this. Because yeah, we, we rolled out a belief that we needed 40 cars to put on a great show, to do what we wanted to do, a five round race, right? A 32 car qualified field. And- I knew that I didn't want it to devolve into chaos. I did not want it to be 
you know, a deal where there was 150 cars there, many of which did not need to be there or did not deserve to be there. Um, and that's no shot. It's just the reality of, of racing, right? I mean, I mean, hey, handy, I don't have a car that deserves to be there. Like, I'm, I'm man enough to admit that. I know plenty of people that I'm dear friends with that, that probably aren't ready for that stage, you know? And you and I talked, and we agreed 40 was the number. And here's the, here's the fact, though. You better be quiet about it unless you've stood at the top of the staging lanes in Denver, Colorado with a $100,000 check to write and 11 cars in the lanes, right? I've done that. That's scary. That's hard. That is a tough pill to swallow. And I knew that we needed to walk, crawl, walk, run with the World Series of Pro Mod. What we found is that the timing is right the the momentum is there the the energy and enthusiasm is there and we were overwhelmed truly overwhelmed by the interest in the world series of promod i that day that we announced this race mike what did we decide 78 race teams reached out to us i don't know that that's ever happened in drag racing we announce a race on a silly podcast in the middle of the afternoon on a Wednesday. And by the end of the night, we had 78 race teams interested. And probably and over the course of the, since then it's been over a hundred. Over a hundred for sure. And I actually, I want to, I want to bring this into play. I had a conversation via text with Brett Kepner, um, a longtime part of the drag illustrated team here. Who's actually, uh, I'm going to get in trouble for this, but it is, just keep this man in your prayers. He's fighting for his life. Um, uh, has been dealing with health issues for a while. And we had a text exchange recently while he was on di dialysis. And I said, Brett, could you help me determine how many ProMod cars? He calls that his, he calls that his dry sump system. His dry sump system, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Brett, I said to him, I said, how many ProMod pro cars do you believe exist in the world, around the world today, on the planet? And he said to me, a loosely defined ProMod like sub four second eighth mile door car tube chassis door car that number is around 600 so mike and i right here mike jt our vic Ga vic uh, gavin lonnie everybody involved with the world series of pro mod nancy uh nate jt i mean the whole crew we had a conversation and said we want to represent the top 10 percent, right so we have 60 cars that will enter the world series of pro mod uh, a couple of shout outs to the team at CBS Sports, Flow Racing. Both of those platforms have asked us to guarantee them 50 cars. We, we have done that. And we are blessed beyond measure by the support that we've had. The racers that are interested in this deal and excited about it. It's almost unbelievable. But we, we have taken our last invitation. We've accepted our last invitation uh, this week. Billy Albert, actually, a uh, nitrous racer from the East Coast. You know uh, Billy Albert, Mike, a, a longtime friend of any drag racer, a guy that has a little bit of a special place in my heart, to be honest with you, because Good guy. he great guy. And he was the guy alongside Aaron Glasser uh, at the World Series of Pro Mod in Denver in, I believe, 2018 that tore up everything they had to try to run that race and support us at, at no benefit to themselves. They pay and, no entry fee, but they earn no money. They work themselves into the ground, but they were a part of the moment. And when Billy reached out to me and said, well, he didn't just reach out to you. Oh no. Sent you a yeah, letter. About sent me a letter. Sent you a, sent you a handwritten or a typed letter in the mail, which I mean, in today's electronic communication world, which I don't fault anyone for using, but just that effort alone, you don't see that anymore. 
it 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 floored me. Um, and I'll tell you what, man, there's a lot of ego at play in, in drag racing, and I I'm part of it. We're all part of it. We're all guilty to some degree. We're all we're all we we all have an ego. Ego is healthy. People people think ego is a bad word. It's not, man. Believe in yourself, having a little confidence. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong. Matter of fact, it's healthy. I preach it to my children quite frequently. And because I think it's very important, man, you got, ain't nobody else going to believe in you. You, you better believe in you. It's important. But I'll tell you what, the thing that many of these guys, and I, I could, I could say a lot of names right here, but Billy Albert is amongst a, a group of people who didn't let their ego get in the way, didn't get salty because their phone didn't ring soon enough, right? Uh, didn't get mad because they weren't the first one that were, that was called, um, he reached out to me. He sent me a letter. That's what Billy Albert did. He sent me a letter and said that he appreciated what was happening, appreciated what it represented for the sport, and would be happy to be involved if there was an opportunity for him to be involved. And that's all it took. You know what I mean? Like it, for me, this isn't about picking and choosing. I, I, who, who somebody smarted off that it was a the popular the West Buck popularity oh, contest. Yeah. I've right? seen that a lot. Um, not the case, man. It, it It's a controlled cast. I have to know who's coming. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to look back at the last two races at Bradenton Motorsports Park. The S Snowbird Outlaw Nationals in December of 2022 sold out in eight minutes. I think, what, 52 spots, Mike? How many so. cars showed up? 42. Ten no-shows. Didn't get their money back, right? No-showed. Right. Same thing happened at the U.S. Street Nationals. And that's where and that could be for a very valid okay, reason. Nobody's, Maybe you had nobody's some kind bad of family emergency. Happen. Maybe you wadded your shit up the previous weekend or blew something up, which I mean, we could have when we get down there to testing. We've got four days of testing before the race starts. And, you know, God forbid, who knows what could happen there? So you, you have to you have to cushion this a little bit. You do. You have to expect the best and plan for the worst. And when we went into this, Vic Alvarez and I worked, we labored over this. I mean, hours on the phone. How, what do you think the percentage of no-shows will be? And those no-shows, they're not bad guys. Like you're saying, Mike, life happens. I'm, I mean, my dad, my dad got out of the hospital. I'm posting on Facebook. We're all celebrating. Ten days later, blacks out, falls down, and breaks his neck back in the hospital. Nearly dead. You know? I mean, life happens. I mean, and nobody's to blame but we have to protect our product. We have to. And I'm never going to apologize for it. I'm never going to feel bad about it. I'm never going to second guess it. I have to. It is my job to make sure the World Series of Pro Mod is every single thing that it can be. And it will have a full field. And it will have the baddest field of door cars on the planet Earth. And I feel very, very good about the decisions that have been made. It is still highly exclusive. Going back to that 600 cars on the planet, I mean, there are still dozens upon dozens and dozens of cars that deserve to be there, right? But you got to draw a line somewhere. You, you got to call and, it a day somewhere. And we'll give them a roadmap of how to get there next year. 100%. So, so I mean, if, if you want to get in and you didn't get in, I mean, there's going to be ways in races that you can win or races you can place high in, you know, so just give us some time. And yeah, and we'll, we'll map that it could, out. It, it could be even bigger and we expand it next year, but we do have some things in store. And, and I think everybody, if, if there is any concern about there being too many cars or whatever, we, we've got some things to between 
what the red line oil performance bonuses. We've got some things from um, certain sponsors and manufacturers I mean, that are going to be up to Mike Janice racing. Yep. I mean, Mike Janice, yep. superchargers, uh, Mike Janice, jr. Mike Janice himself, Mike Thielen, J.R. Gray, that team, they stepped up in a big way. I mean, 10,000 well, to Mike, qualify Mike number Thielen, one. Mike Thielen owes me. Ten, but I mean, he owes you a shirt. Yeah, he stole my shirt. (laughs) I, I mean, listen, I'm not trying to throw stones here, but it pays more to qualify number one. It pays the same to qualify number one at the World Series of Pro Mod as it does to does it to win an NHRA Pro Mod race. It's crazy. Can we go ahead? Can we go ahead and talk about the our 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 plans? You're going to get me in a deep. You're going to get me. Better get a calculator. Hold on. We don't have to talk any numbers. (laughs) Just just throw out just just throw it out there. I'm just going to put bounties on whole shots. I'm going to put, uh, listen, we got some money to play with. We we got some opportunity here and we are going to make sure that it's worth these people's while. And, and here I'm going to give kudos to my team. You know, who needs some kudos right here? Nate Van Wagnon, Kayla Zadell, Craig Cook. We have created more content inside of the last three months than I believe any other drag racing sanctioned series or single event has produced in the last year. I'm talking about hundreds upon hundreds of social posts, photos, videos, graphics, press releases, email blasts, because that's what it takes in 2023. It sucks. Nobody likes, you know, I mean, I hate it because I got to pay everybody for it, right? But that's what it takes to make a splash in this day and age. And this group of people that we have compiled here, Elon Warner, the, the aforementioned uh, individuals, this is, this is hard to create this level of buzz is yep. not Caroline, Caroline Car- fielding, fielding all these emails. Yeah. And, shout out to Caroline, yeah. man. Unsung yeah. hero she's like, on this yeah, She's deal. like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Somebody called saying they bought a no, top. She's, no, she's skirt. been man. Yeah, she's she's so been awesome. great at keeping us up to date. Yeah. Like, you just it's we've got to get almost, her to an event sometimes. She's, she's an event or PRI or something. You know, well, so she's, she's not big on people. the crowds, man. She's no. not big on the crowds. She can get well, over she's she's let us know like <laughs> little, like little things that people are asking, questions we can answer, mm-hmm. things that maybe we didn't think of because you know we're thinking of it from our perspective or from a certain perspective and we put out information or whatever, and there may be, you know, a question that arises and she's keeping us up to date on that. So yeah, she's, she's been holding it down. The whole, the whole team has, and it's been, it's, it's been really, man. really awesome. And we're probably better prepared for this event than we've been for a lot of drag illustrated. Don't jinx it. <laughs> endeavors. God dang it. Well, I mean, and I'll tell you, I mean, uh, thank you. Sunset, but that's just a testament Jason, to our team uh, for, yeah, this is an incredible team here. And I'll tell you, what I've, if there's anything, going back to the amount of content we've created, you guys, how many times have you guys heard me say this? It's death by a thousand cuts, right? How many times have you heard that? It's it's a cliche, but I feel success a is a, yeah, yeah, a thousand. I feel success Man, is achieved in much the same way. It's success by a thousand little details. It's a thousand little things that, that people don't think about, that they think is easily to blow, easy to blow off. Don't worry about that. Eh, we'll do that next time. Ah, that's no big deal. Wrong. It is a big deal. I mean, I think about all the little... Di- 60 custom-made jackets. 60 custom-made jackets for World Series of Pro Mod drivers. And I mean, un- silly things. Endless amount of tents and flags and yep, Josh, oh my banners. Josh Benson. Yep. Just working with him today to get some final things. I think we spent 30 grand with this guy. 
Yeah, right? I mean, Josh Minson, Red Tide. Let's give a shout out to Red Tide Marketing, Red Tide, um, our official uh, signage and branding a partner. I mean, we spent like 30,000 bucks with this dude. Yep. You know, and Easily it's like, but it's, it's that, yep. that's what it takes. That's, that's one of the cool things, man. Takes. And that's another one I wanted to mention. We're going to have Eat Sleep Race on the property with their it's team. It's my boy, Brian. That's my, uh, my boy. Not only designing, <laughs> producing the merch, but oh, yeah, there you go. Selling it. Selling it doing the whole deal. And I mean, that's a first class operation. They know what they're doing. So whether you're there as a fan, you know, walking through the gate, dealing with, uh, interacting with Vic's staff, uh, concession staff, food trucks, our staff, meeting the racers, buying merch, you're gonna have a first class experience no matter what you're doing. Yeah. There's a comment here that says, Oh, so y'all got money, money. And no, we actually don't, but we, but, but you know, listen, and we never no, have, we may, you know, listen like, to me, listen to me. If we, we may make a little bit of money, <laughs> but Wes puts it in circulation. I keep oh, that boy, shit moving. Yep. <laughs> I keep it moving, you know, and it's, but you know what? I recognize that that's what it takes because I don't want this to be like going to any other drag race. I want this to be something because here, this is a funny thing. I was talking to uh, uh, Jason Dukes yesterday and Dukes challenged me. He's my performance coach. And he says to me yesterday, and this is a guy, this is me After airing out my no dirty money. laundry. Yeah, this is my performance right? coach. This dude, yeah, I've got a performance Can, dudes, can we get a group rate yeah. or something with this? Yeah. So what Jason Dukes is he, is he does coming? for me. Yeah, he's he, coming. Oh, hell yeah. So what Jason Dukes does for me, and this is important for people, and people think I'm like crazy, but how many people are around LeBron James? How many people orbit Michael Jordan? He's got people pushing him, coaching him challenging him are you, are you trying to put yourself in there with michael no, jordan LeBron? i'm just okay. saying he does that <laughs> not, so, he does man. that but he said but it's <laughs> he's true. your hype man then i need he is my hype man and he challenges me he says oh why are we thinking so small wes like what 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 are we what are we talking about why are we thinking so small he challenges me constantly and one of the things he said to me uh recently that i think is like i don't know i think it's worth mentioning is just why, that why do you have jt working for you no, he didn't actually. Oh, he didn't say anything. No, 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 no. That's, no, no. That, that's the start of every session. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just he challenges me to think bigger, right? And to go to be willing to be uncomfortable and to spend that money and do what is required to create a, an experience for people. Because here's what Mahomes, Billy Carroll is exactly right. Like, don't think Mahomes is going home and like sitting by himself right? He's got trainers. He's got people pushing him. He's got throwing coaches. We have a Mahomes quota. Coaches. We have to say Mahomes at least seven yeah. times per show. He does, man. And that well, stuff's yeah. real important in this day and age. And what he, he said to me too, the other if you day. you married to Brittany. <laughs> oh, I don't Sorry. think she's, I think she's I don't pretty. Either. Man, she's, she's, she's a hype gal. Yeah. No, but listen to me. Listen, he asked me, he goes, what do you think the NFL wants you to think when they hear the, when you hear the word Super Bowl, right? And he gets me on my heels and I get to like, kind of, I can't, I'm like, I want to be right. You know? So he's asking me a question. He's challenging me and I want to be right. And I'll be like, I don't know, like competition. He's like, Nope. And I'm like, okay. Um, spectacle. He's like, no, no, no. JT's answer. Beer, beer. beer. No, nope, <laughs> you're getting there though. He goes, no, Wes, they don't want you to think about football. They don't want you to think about Show. Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. He, they want you to think about how you feel. The feeling that it getting all your buddies together, 
right? Buying up all the beer, eating Doritos, making nachos. JT's smoking a, a some a ribs what? and uh, what? Sodas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. It, it's true. He's, he and he made a great point. It's not about the event. They're not talking about football. They want you to think about what you're gonna feel, what it's gonna be like, right? And he challenged me. He's like, "What are people gonna feel like March third, fourth, and fifth?" Right. What do you want people to think about? What do you want people to feel when they hear the phrase World Series of ProMod? And I, I and I was like overwhelmed because he's right. Right. I mean, it is. I want people to think about the electricity in the air, tension so thick you can cut it with a knife. Right. Enthusiasm, energy, people from all points of the globe, all around the country that operate in their own little sandboxes. But they're here this weekend. Right. To see who's who. Right. Even if you're. Even if you're home watching on flow, like in your driver wins, I mean, they're just like it, whenever your team wins a big game. I mean, you remember, you know, where you were when, when you watched it or heard it on the radio or watched it on flow. I mean, you'll, you'll remember those moments for the rest of your life. Like, right. Where it's like you were, it's that whole what, thing of like yeah. remembering where you were when something happened. Yep. You know, and that's the environment that we want to create. And I, I will throw this out there to anybody that's an event promoter, an event organizer. I don't care if you're way into the game or just getting started. Remember, the people that come to your race, your event, your trade show, whatever it is, they're not going to remember what you told them. Right. They're not going to remember what happened. They're going to remember how they felt. They're going to remember that frustration that the bathrooms were destroyed, right? They're going to remember that disappointment that they waited in line for two hours to get a bottle of water, right? That's what they're going to remember. And you have to go into your event, go reverse engineering what they're going to remember. What, how did they feel during, at, around, before, after the World Series of Pro Mod? That even That's goes for what the I challenge all of us with. Right. That even I goes for people, the racers as well. You know, 100 uh, percent. I've brought it up on here before, but, you know, even with athletes, these racers or whatever, um, it's moments like that, even in defeat is what makes them rise up and either, well, either get out or 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 change something to get better. You know, I mean, you know, Jordan was cut from from his basketball team. If he was if he was just participation trophies and got to ride the bench, would we ever see? you know, the actual Michael Jordan play, you know, at, at a level that he did, if he didn't get cut and lose and, and feel yeah, that if feeling. He didn't, of, if he didn't yeah. feel like right. he was on the outside um, looking in, yeah. it's mandatory. Mahomes said it, it you know, after of- losing the second Super Bowl, you know, that he never wants to feel that feeling again. You know, I mean, so, I mean, it goes for, for not just the spectators, but, you know, the fans as well. Or, I mean, the and, and drivers I, as And well. I wrote that, Mike, you read my, I, I wrote a playbook for the World Series of Pro Mod, and I sent it to Mike, and I said, man, please don't think I'm a psychopath, but just read We're this. We're way past that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> and, and, and he, you read through it, and one of the things I put in here, I said, here's the challenge for everybody involved with the World Series of Pro Mod, my team, my people, and I've expressed this to everybody at Bradenton Motorsports Park, our sponsors, everybody involved, Flow Racing, CBS, Masters Entertainment. The challenge is this. There will be, let's just say for the sake of round numbers, there's going to be 200 racers on the property of the World Series of Pro Mod. It won't be that many. But let's just say it is. Six of them win. Six. Six of those racers on the property of the World Series of Pro Mod will hold a trophy on Sunday, right? So the challenge for us, for me, for Mike, for JT, for Nancy, for Vic, for Gavin, for everybody involved, the challenge 
is to make sure that those other 194 people had such a great time and such a memorable experience that they can't wait to do it again. Even though they DNQ'd, even though they lost in the first round or they lost in the final, whatever the case may be, right? Went home empty-handed. We, it is our responsibility. The challenge that exists for this group of people is to find a way to deliver to the folks that don't win in the same form and fashion that we do to the few that do. And, and I think that's what we focused on more than anything in the preparation for this event. When I just think back to our conference calls and conversations with the Bradenton staff, with Flo, with, I mean, you name it. That's really been our focus because the, the rest of the stuff kind of kind of comes naturally. And I think yeah. that the stuff you're talking about is kind of what gets forgotten and, and putting yourself in the, in the shoes of all these different people that are going to have all these different perspectives of this event. And especially when it comes to the fans, we, we really are focusing on that. Um, our, our, I think our ticket sales numbers are, are crazy. And, and this is going to be a huge, well-attended event. And you only get a few ways to, to interact or uh, impress that group of people. We talked about, hey, we know a lot of these racers. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that, that we're going to um, sort of cater to them, uh, provide what they need. But you get one shot a lot of times with these with the fans. Are they having fun? Is the food good? Are they having a great experience? Are the, are the wife and kids happy? Uh, all of that kind of stuff. We're, we're taking that into consideration. I think we've got to we, send them home. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah that's right. we, we've got a wide, <laughs> a wide swath of people on this team, on the team, on the other teams that we've mentioned that have helped us kind of look at that. And I, and I really do think that is, this is going to be, it's going to have that mix of, you know, small outlaw feel at a, at a place like Bradenton, but with the, you know, the big show feel of the way we're doing things. So I'm excited about it, man. I, I really think that we're just getting started. And and like we talked about at the beginning of this conversation with the racers that feel like they were left out and I was trying to keep up with demand. It's going to be there. It's in, and this is something that we hope to do again with Vic and the improvements he's made at the track, the improvements that he's making, you know, right now with adding the pay, adding the additional paid parking, this is not going to be a one year event. This is going to be something we continue to build and grow over the course of many years. And that was a, just so that, everybody knows. That was a good one, wasn't it? It was. Well, a good I mean, one. he, he went um, on for a long time there. I'm going to tell you guys right now, and this <laughs> is, I feel like we're doing something big right here, but what happens next? The, 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 the things that come after this make this look small. And I'm telling you, I ask people to, to exercise some understanding, right? Uh, live with a little grace because there's absolutely some deserving folks that are on the outside looking in. You know what I mean? Like, I know there's some people disappointed, but we had to draw the line somewhere. And whenever, in, in, at some point, it really came down to the people who were actively seeking participation. And I will tell you, I've had this conversation a lot and I've had it in some fairly, you know, confrontational situations. I don't want anybody involved with the world series of pro mod that doesn't want to be there. This is not a yeah. mandatory event. This is not a points earning event. If you don't believe in what we're doing, don't come like, and that's not tough guy talk. It just is this, the success of this event literally if this all goes is, well. It, it, I mean, it, it should, it should propel and, and ride high on a ride or on a high tide 
throughout the season. I mean, you're going to start out, you know, pretty hot right now, really. I mean, with all the content that's churned out, you know, over this event, I think that you just, you grab that and you just keep riding it throughout the year. And, and then as far as your point on, you know, making everybody happy, I think that we've, we've, we've always tried to do that, whether it's been the DI after hours party, we want everybody like hanging out with each other. We want people from different walks of the drag racing community, hanging out together, talking, uh, you know, somebody always knows somebody this, that can help 100% out. percent right, man. And you know, I and if you make this. those, it's networking, right? You know, yeah, and, then, and Mike Bowman right here in the, in the comments is talking about it. You know, he said that the greatest he started out late of all time. Yeah. You know, he yeah. started out late to the game on social media, uh, but they've been busting their ass, building a following and starting to pay off. And then he says, having world series, a pro mod champion next to his name helps opening some doors. Well, you I'll know, tell so, you what, so I mean, it basically it. goes like Don Garlitz, John force, Mike Bowman, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you know, Mikey. I mean, uh, hey, man, it is what it is, you know? I mean, it, it's it's a tough thing, and it, we've had to challenge this whole group here to like, hey, man, let's put our big boy pants on. Let's get our thick skin gloves on, you know, because this is going to – there's going to be some – not everybody's going to be thrilled, and that's fine. You know, that's fine because I know I can go to sleep. I rest easy knowing that our heart's in the right place. We're trying to do something extremely significant for the sport of drag racing. We're doing it for the right reasons, uh, and – it will be successful because of that, right? I mean, to your point, Mike, I'm so excited for the experience these men and women are going to have getting their families together the first week of April, a month after the World Series of Pro Mod when a winner's been crowned and everybody's on to the next thing, right? Which inevitably happens. They're going to be able to get together that first week of April, have a, have a watch party in their neighborhood, right? Have a watch party at their local haunt, their local bar and grill, whatever, their favorite restaurant, and Inflatable. watch this screen in the in, in the backyard, backyard or if front you're yard. at my house or front yard if you're at my house but uh and, and watch this event unfold on cbs sports right i mean to me for william herzog hand to god that experience is worth its weight in gold <laughs> i've been in drag racing for two decades and I've never, I've never watched myself compete on TV. I've never been able to get my friends together, right? I've never been able to DVR the race that I was a part of, right? I mean, to me, that seems meaningful. That seems seriously meaningful. And I'm genuinely excited about it, man. I actually spent about a half hour on the phone with uh, Joe Costello earlier today, one of the voices of the NHRA. And Joe was telling me that he'd been working with CBS Masters Entertainment and getting ready and was taking notes and doing everything because he's going to be basically the face of our broadcast on CBS Sports. And I couldn't be, there couldn't be a better guy. We could not have a better dude uh, sing the praises of our racers, the World Series of Pro Mod competitors, uh, than Joe Costello. I'm, I'm very excited about it, man. Yep. We got a great announcing crew, too. Mm. Al Tucci, Jason Galvin, Joe Costello. Yeah, all doing some different things. Uh, I saw someone uh, talking about the flow crew. We've got Courtney Enders and they're sending Don O'Neill again to this event, which he did a great job in his debut at us street nationals. So uh, he's, I know he's excited to be there to your point. Each of those people we just named are excited to be there. And I think that that's going to convey on the mic and on flow and on CBS. I 100%. And I know that we dedicate, we've been rambling for about an hour and a half, guys. And I do, one of the We're things, and it's been, 
we're doing our best. But I do want to talk a little bit about, I just had a conversation. I just talked, I literally just hung up with Donald Long. And I want to give Donald some kudos because Lights Out 14 is upon us. The biggest small tire race on the planet Earth is going down this coming weekend, South Georgia Motorsports Park, the house that Ozzy and Maria Moya built. This deal, according to Donald, and I want to riff on this a little bit because it's, listen, a high tide lifts all boats. In my humble opinion, if it's good for Donald, it's good for drag racing. If it's good for small tire racing, it's good for big tire racing. It's good for all of us. And it's great to see an event having the success that Donald's having this weekend. He told me, guys, that he is like a few dollar. I don't want to like air out, you know, his, his private information here. Don't but he told it. me that they are really close to record sales. This is event. This is an event that has been around for 14 years, and they are talking about having their biggest weekend ever. I mean, oh my gosh! I mean, I don't even know what to say about well, that. Well, talking I mean, about record sales and big weekends, I was thinking about it earlier um, in our conversations with Flow Racing and talking about how they market this and what they look for for the year. And I think a lot of people talk about why is it only a yearly subscription. I feel like this weekend is kind of the start of when they start selling probably a ton of drag racing subscriptions. You got this race, you've got ours, not to mention all the ones that come later in the year. And I'm hoping that between Donald's race, our race, and these other races that start the year, it leads into uh, fans subscribing to Flow and seeing more drag racing throughout the year. All the PDRA racing that goes on through the summer, the late year stuff with uh, back at Bradenton with Vic's races. Um, this is a big weekend. I, this really, to me, is kind of the kickoff of of the door slammer racing season. We talked about that with Vic, actually, where it kind of seems like U.S. Street sort of wraps up the previous season almost, and then this is the kickoff of the next season. I, you think about the lay of the land here. You've got the biggest small tire race in the world, followed up by the biggest pro mod race in the world, followed up by the NHRA, the start of the NHRA season, the legendary East Coast opener for the NHRA where every pro category in the NHRA is contested in Gainesville, Florida, in front of a capacity crowd. These are like the three hottest weeks in all of drag racing, if you ask me. Back to back to back. And they're all, I anticipate, <clears throat> a sellout crowd at Lights Out this weekend, another one in, in Bradenton for World Series of Pro Mod, and then again at the NHRA and, Gator Nationals and, in Florida. And, what and to your about point, our sport? Well, but to your point, we're throwing our race in there, and then this is the first time that the Gators are opening the season. So that's two things that start the season differently than we've had ever or in recent years. And, and it's going to be interesting to see what kind of pop that gives the sport going into the season. With so flow, a couple of with, with, with flow, I mean, just just the races that you've mentioned, you know, since PRI. I mean, if that isn't worth, you know, you're you know, paying the year subscription for those, for those races, even at the beginning of the season, before the season really gets really wound up and kicked off. I mean, that's, Man, that's, I good, had a that's good value. With I someone the other day and they were talking about blah, something, something, something. And I thought to myself, if I $150 to watch basically every meaningful drag race in the world, <laughs> I don't even. Dude, know. I blow. I blow one hundred and fifty dollars on a. We know a tray of shots. We know. You know, like, I mean, a tray of shots. Yeah, I mean, we no. know JT. Yeah, when know I, you do. Yeah, even when I didn't have a pot to piss in, you know. I mean, like, <laughs> sure, do it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, and I just think about still doing harder. That. I mean, really. Yeah, and here's <laughs> the other thing that people need to know about what Flo's doing. Not to make this a promotional piece, but 
they pay that forward because they are the only, to my knowledge, live streaming platform that exists in drag racing today that is putting money back in the pocket of promoters, right? That's a very yep. significant part of this. Mike, we've talked about this. We need successful promoters in drag racing. This all can't just be the efforts of a church, right? We all behave much like church members, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the church. I'm a believer myself. But we have to treat this like a business, and businesses are designed to make money. And there's no motivation, there's no incentive for a race promoter to pour more pavement, to do more things, to pay more money, to buy a TV program, whatever the case may be, if they're not making money in the process. So it's yeah. important to think about the success of these promoters, right? I mean, our sport is comprised, I don't know what the percentage is, but I would say largely by small business owners, guys that own auto repair shops and parts stores and auto collision shops and construction firms and the, the list goes on, right? You don't, you're not digging, you're not digging a pond at somebody's, on somebody's property for free or for fun. And I think you're a lot doing of those it people, to make money. I think a lot of those right? people actually get it. You know, it's, it's, they some do. Other, it's, it's some people that, that, that maybe don't have their business, uh, a business or whatever that don't get it. And man, I don't know. Just a lot of people are just wired that they just hate to see someone else make a buck and it's completely ridiculous. Be happy for them. You know that they're I'm doing happy something. For I, I want yeah. to see them. Yeah, I, mean, I, I want to see them make all the money in the world so they can give me a bunch of it. That's the way <laughs> I see it. Like the more money flow makes, the more they can give us, and then the more you can turn around. Yeah, well, and, and, and all, all these vendors, and the more I mean, resources all that they have, and yep. the more resources that they have that can help plug the sport that you love. Right, a hundred percent. And as they're you guys in, well know, they're all we in put on the shit in circulation. You know yeah. what I mean? They're all in on drag racing too. I mean, that's where they see, I think they see the opportunity for growth. So embrace that growth, man. This is how we get there. They probably get dizzy watching all those circle jerk guys, you know? I mean, oh man. If I, I tell you what, man, if <laughs> like, oh, this is great. Drag racing is no. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they are. Like, how many, I wonder how many times they have to like make sure their, their film crew is like well versed in avoiding a tire iron. Like, hey, while you're holding your camera, be weary. These circle track guys, they may throw a tire iron at you. You know, you're gonna have to, you know, you have to be head on. That's a pretty school. awesome, though. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would ask my dad why we didn't ever go to the circle track races, and he said he didn't want to fight that bad. <laughs> like, I said, how come we never ever go to circle track races ever, Dad? He's like, oh man, I don't want to fight that bad. You know, God, it's like, well, there was a good series that that boosted that as well. What was it? Uh, Friday nights at Bowman or Bowman Bowman Gray Bowman Gray or something. But what what was the show called? Was it called Bowman Gray or was it? Uh, no, no. Not... Bowman Gray is the name of the track. Yeah, I know. But there was a show that that followed it and all the fights. Oh, I didn't and everything. know about that. I didn't oh, see yeah. that. It's no, but Bowman Gray. Bowman Gray is legendary around here. Man. Right. That is well, the... they made a show. You know. Yeah. Similar to the F one deal. I mean, not mm -hmm. not as well done, but, but it was on it was on Discovery or something, and it was really well done. It's and like it going to a Formula and, One race, but like eating a lot of dirt while yeah. doing it. You know, yeah, yeah you go, it's like, yeah. like picking dirt. Iron Drag feet. racers, man, we got like having a. Clean. It's like we want to park on dirt. It's yeah, like having a, a pool, but you get an above ground like me. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm straight up the trailer, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, man, above ground pools aren't all that bad. You know. Oh, I've got some stuff to show you guys.
<laughs> oh my god are you, are you talking about your uh above ground pool club yes oh jt's got a club or follows a let's well, just uh, let's air it out right here i followed this yeah yeah this, part of uh, a facebook above ground pool thing to figure out how, how the hell to take care of this thing my wife bought you know yeah and really seeing how to take care of it now yeah so then they invited me to this <laughs> above ground pool uncensored <laughs> but you know facebook of course is this censoring you know some of the posts so then i don't know the other night i get invited to this this uh facebook group chat for for above ground uncensored pool people <laughs> it's pool like people. yeah they're like uh i mean they're i mean wait till i show you these pictures man oh, like, stacy's like oh leave it week. you need to leave that i'm like i can't until i show somebody all these pictures because i mean <laughs> it's hilarious <laughs> Oh, I, I can't mean, wait. It's, just, it's unreal, you know. It's a little preview of our week in, in yeah, it's, 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 it's yeah. there's there's not any good looking girls on there, really. I mean, but... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go together, man. Above ground pool, oh. looking girls, you know. I know, I know. That's that, I think that's what makes it so much fun. <laughs> it probably it's, is. You're like my people, I think. <laughs> All right, hey, I've I've asked Nate to put together some notes real quick. So here, real quick, we're down to uh, the last few minutes of of this episode. So real quick, I do want to remind everybody that. Each and every episode of the West Buck Show is brought to you by way of our friends at Redline Synthetic Oils. Redline has a reputation with racers and hardcore enthusiasts for creating products that perform and protect better than any on the market, and they've been doing it since 1979. Whether it's your race car, your tow rig, your motorcycle, or your lawnmower, when you think about lubricants, you need to think about Redline. For more information, log on to redlineoil.com. Um, I got a couple of things I want to talk about with you guys real quick. Um, shout out to my money, my buddy, Mark Beatty. We'll see him next weekend. The red line gang next week will be down at the world series of pro mod, but editor in chief of drag illustrated magazine, the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only uh, a little bit away from getting married. Oh man. Making it official. Nate sent us some lights out 14 notes that I do think that we should just riff on momentarily real quick here. Um, how about this? And I think this is a significant happening. Marcus Burt back behind the wheel in radial versus the world driving the Galat Motorsports Pro Charge Camaro fielded by the Proline Racing Camp. Uh, are you guys excited to see uh, Marcus Burt back in action? I mean, yeah, I think man, that's awesome. radial versus the world needed some star power. And the racing gods delivered, eh? Yeah, that's that's a good story. I think an, the int more interesting part about that story to me is that that's the car that Travis Harvey's going to race next weekend at our race. So converting that deal from from radial to pro mod and and, and going racing with it kind of shows the versatility of these cars when they're when when you build them and plan for this kind of crossover that they're doing. So uh, that's definitely going to be interesting, man. I had this concept and it, at the height of radial racing, especially RVW. And I do wish, because the one thing about like a 110, 112 inch but I am, pro mod car. I, I wanted to throw in there. I am yeah. mad at my boy, Travis, for leaving the nitrous combination. I don't, yeah, don't speak to him ever again. Additional, additional 50 pound weight penalty, which yeah. won't affect him because he weighs about 120 soaking wet. If you've ever seen <laughs> yeah. that. That is a no joke. Travis Harvey. Yeah. I'm Homeboy like, what's leaning me? What diet are you on? Because I need to be on that. <laughs> like 10 years ago he said uh the, the the situation with these pro mod radial cars is that seriously man this is part of the selling point for pro mods is you can race these deals in a lot of different configurations one of bit which being rvw 
I mean, I think this is a significant thing. I was at, uh, I want to give a shout out to Jason Johnson, uh, Chris, Jackie, the whole team, uh, Jay shop, everybody at, uh, Johnson's horsepowered garage in Nashville, Tennessee. I was there this past weekend, Sunday, Monday, hanging out with the guys. And we were just talking about, you know what I was comparing it to was, have you guys, uh, have you seen one of the Dodge demon, like the challengers that have the, the trunk that you put that has the slicks in it, right? Like the front runners, it's got like different front wheels. If you went and bought one of these demon, whatever they're called demon challengers, right? Oh. It's got a, it comes with a trunk, not the drag got, pack. No, the but demon. it's got like a, tr it's got a jack in it. It's got two front runners, right? So you can take the front wheels off and put front runner skinnies and uh, front runners on it. Um, and some other stuff. I thought we should do like a drag illustrator or get like somebody, maybe, I don't know if it's Justin Elks at modern or elite, somebody needs to make like a cool ass kit that's in like a trunk. That's your, your radial tire kit, right? And it's got your radial tire wheels in it, your radial tire shocks, right? Your late radial tire four link bars, you know, somebody like has, haven't they? Setup. I don't but, know. But how, didn't, how, didn't Marty have one for the, for the CUDA? Where no, would you, I suggested where would you put, where no, would he you had store, a, he had a you know, in the trailer or at he had a shop, crate. like where, where would you like, store the four 55 gallon drums of traction compound? <laughs> trailer. You got, you got yeah, have trailer. Additional trailer for that. Yeah. You'd have another trailer. Yeah. What, no, what, fair, what, what about the tractor player. too? What about the drag tractor? Yeah. You'd have pro to drag have, tractor. <laughs> I love pro drag. Tractor. Mike, that might be the funniest shit you've ever said. You, you'd have, he's, we couldn't he's do been a drinking. demon trunk. He's been drinking. Um, <laughs> you couldn't do Mike's, a trunk. Mike's, you'd have Mike's to have a trailer. Drunk. Six I mean, barrels of glue, right? A, a, tra a John Deere tractor with mm -hmm. a rotator. You'd have to have like right. one of the, like a, uh, what do you call the deal? Like the UPS truck that's got two trailers yeah. and, it, and it hinges in the middle. That's what you'd have to have. That is what you'd have to have. That was the funniest shit you've ever said, man. Because uh, it's true. You, yeah, and trailer. I thought it was a good that's idea, awesome. but now I'm going to punt no. on it. Punt on um, that. Okay, so Chad Henderson, limited drag radial star, switching from nitrous to a roots blower. This is another, you know, another one bites the dust, Mike. Another nitrous guy gone to the dark side. Don't know how I feel about it. Another one bites the dust. I just skip, skip this question. <laughs> Man, look, he's all sad and shit already. <laughs> it is sad. Anybody who knows Chad Henderson, well, this is beautiful this is two, in two in a row. Two in a row that we're talking National. about leaving the nitrous combo, man. Um, Henderson's son, Jackson, set to make his Ultra Street debut in his own Grand National. And Luis De Leon, Fuel Tech, uh, Fuel Tech's own. Uh, is debuting a new nitrous fed 16. Yeah. Oh, RVW. so we're adding, we're, we got, we got a, so an addition to the nitrous camp. All right. Um, this is like the same team as Jack green and Xavier McBride. Uh, I believe it's, uh, I think they operate under the name broke ass racing, which is not true. <laughs> it's broke as it's broke as racing. broke as broke as racing. Well, you can, if you're fuel tech, you're not broke as right. So that's a fact, but, uh, Luis de Leon, uh, I, from what I gather on this deal, they're just laser focused on the nitrous world record. What did they like say it they, weighed? 2250 or something? 2250 like or something crazy. Yeah. Light car. Yeah, that's 200 pounds lighter than a nitrous pro mod will race at the World Series of Pro Mod just for those keeping score. That's crazy, right? 200 pounds lighter than Jim Halsey. 200 yeah. pounds lighter than Tommy Franklin. That is, I mean, I don't. Outside of like Doug Reister, like what's the lightest nitrous car or lightest combination we've ever seen 
I think in Doug Reisterer's car. I think Doug Reisterer was Doug under two thousand pounds or like right at it. I don't think so. I think it was like, like two, two. I think it was like twenty one hundred. Twenty one hundred. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know that anybody knows. There was a lot of yeah. voodoo, a lot of rumors, and I'm. I mean, back then, dude, I remember the days of you could not build them light enough. Light man. enough. Well, they what what I hated about that moment in time, there was this kind of at the peak of the ADRL, pro nitrous, pro extreme there was this moment where race cars became disposable. Oh, like, yeah. ProMod is built on the back of like running the same car for multiple seasons. And then when you're done with it, it goes into big dog, quick eight, top sportsman competition, and then is raced for another 10 or 20 years. During this particular moment in time, this shit was junk. Like, well, a year unless you're after, unless you're a low buck racer like we were, you build it light and then you try to run it for a handful of years. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> the worst of, of all combinations. And then, well, I mean, we weren't the only ones that did that, but that it, it's another thing along with the the bigger bore space motors and everything that was coming along then that that really just elevated the whole game. And it was it was tough to keep up. And it wasn't nobody was really prepared I don't think for that level of spending and there was, and it also like, you have to, again, I say this a lot, but racers, this is a group of people that are habitual line steppers. Like they just can't help it. They're going, I mean, and God bless them. That's what we need them to do. It's their job, right. To push the envelope, but someone has to protect them from themselves. And we were seeing, I mean, I remember going, there was, you go to some of those races kind of toward the end of that whole season of drag racing season in like the grand in a macro term. I mean, there were guys that only had one parachute. The other one was packed with paper towels, empty fire bottles. <laughs> I mean, it was a scare. I mean, but and nobody's to blame. Nobody's at fault. It's the nature of the business, you know, but people were looking for any possible advantage. Well, you, and, and you didn't have the power that you have now and the technology. Agreed. So the way we thought we were going to go faster was lighter cars and there was no rules. And, uh, you know, obviously pro extreme, we've got, uh, some guys that are still out there running sort of that combination, but that's that those days are, are behind us. Now we, we talk about this with our outlaw racer of the year discussion with our DI awards. It it used to be pretty easy to pick, or you had a, a large pool to pick from for the outlaw racer of the year. But now what even, constitutes an outlaw racer or an outlaw car an outlaw class because everything has really gone to some form of of rules and i think power technology traction all those things have kind of compensated for the fact that you can get away with a little bit heavier car do you think that like i fleshing out the world series of pro mod website i feel like our race is an outlaw race there are rules but we're still the outlaw yeah, definition of pro modified, yeah. right? But back we're in the day, it was just no, it was 100% no run what you brung, no rules. And I that's had a why you asked me that. Well, the only rules were, were splitting the classes. Right. So you'd have your blown me. outlaw classes, your nitrous, no rule. All you had, all the only rule was no blowers. <laughs> I mean, that was it. Right. I mean, I literally had a racer call me yesterday and be like, man, if I were you, and I'm like, ooh, thank God that's not the case. Um, but he goes, uh, if I were you, I would just do no rules. And I'm like, yeah, man. And then next year, you Click. and I could get together on the phone 
and reminisce about how it used to be. You know what I mean? Because this shit would last one season because we'd have somebody with disposable income or whatever liquid money show up with a spaceship turn. I mean, they Elon Musk would have been SpaceX would roll out their first pro mod, right? It run 320 at 240, you know, and it'd be over. Do you remember uh, when Belushi supposedly had stealth bomber paint? Yes. On his car? I do. That like created some kind of air buffer around it or something? Yeah, I do. I mean, that's that's what that's what was happening in the late 2000s, mid mid to late 2000s. That, that is no joke. Like, oh, this car creates some, the paint that's on it creates some sort of barrier around it. You know, and it's like, okay, this is not sustainable. There's only a handful of folks on the planet Earth that can afford or sustain this level of suspend of the this level of spending. And that's not because here's the thing, and I, I remember saying this to someone the other day, and I don't think I think it can be something that we aren't proud of, but perhaps we should be. Pro modified is the highest level of sportsman racing, right? This class's roots. Ooh, don't say that. I know, but it, it really is. This is the highest level of grassroots phone, Just don't answer your phone the rest of the evening. Do you agree? <laughs> I mean, this is a class whose roots are in top sportsmen. It is. You know I mean? It is. But these that's... guys used to put a dial in on the window. Oh yeah. So let's not get let's not get our get it twisted. You know, this isn't. And this how has, many how many PDRA top sportsmen and NHRA top sportsmen cars do you walk up on? I mean, just the most beautiful, well prepared, oh pro mod cars with a TS on the window. One hundred. So I mean, man. it's still there. There's still that crossover, but, but that's the magic of what we do. In my opinion, that's the magic of it. Is that Jim Halsey's car, like the car that Jim Halsey won? Yeah, the, this the, is a wild. That's a wild fact. It is, but like the go, car go that ahead, Jim man. Halsey won, the, I mean, here's my thought. The car that Jim Halsey won the Snowbird Outlaw Nationals with a couple of years from now will probably be burning up the Outlaw 8th Mile at Piedmont Dragway, fielded by, you know, a big dog racer. Like the, the well, dude, lineage. That car, that car started as a top sportsman car. It started or, as a top sportsman car. Uh, Benoit yeah. or Benoit. I don't know how you say it, depending on where you're from, but <laughs> depending on this, yeah, right. I mean, and that is an interesting fact. It really right? is, but that I mean, it was built, built in a certain sportsman. way. It was, it, yeah, it was. I mean, it, we say that, but I mean, if, if you've seen that guy's current cars, they're they're pro mod cars as well. But um, it's a, I think it's a unique car, and I also think uh, Dave B sixty eight. He's asking here, how old is it? What would you say, Wes? I would say that car is five six years old maybe i don't know but i think i think jim's got a new car on the way haven't we heard this uh that's what i've been told it's about jim's got a new car on the way. it wouldn't surprise me uh i mean that car's been that car's been awesome but uh it definitely it does have some laps on it but i think that that goes back to what you can get out of these cars when they're built the right way and they're built to the the current rules and current specifications where pretty much everything is built not to be ultra light, to be uh, a little more durable, to run different. I mean, he, you know, with some modifications and some weight, Jim could go run an HRA pro mod. Uh, and, and so there's not the purpose built car that I think that dominated pro mod 10, 15 years ago, man. Could that car have been built in 2015? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could be, 
I mean, Jim's raced the shit out of it since then, but you know, early on, maybe it only it got had low runs early in the early in the in the first few years, and then Jim's put a yeah, lot of I runs think on. It maybe it. was. I don't I'm know. sure. We'll, I'm sure by the time we get off this show, we're gonna have a full stat sheet. Well, I just Jim find Moses's that car. interesting, and I think that that's really the 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 magic behind what Pro Modified represents in our sport is that a it's contested around the world successfully, right? But like, there's a it contributes, it trickles down these cars. Like you think about the teams that have the resources to have a new car every year. That's not for everybody, but what it does is it creates an environment where the, where everyone else, the, the working class racer who, who races at a high level, he probably can't call up Rick Jones, probably can't call up Jerry Bickle, right. And, and get a brand new state of the art pro mod. Well, and if you he, do, you're on a waiting list. 100%. I mean, that's the thing that's changed that I think is really interesting in talking about Halsey. I mean, the most dominant nitrous car over the last handful of years in an older car. And a lot of these cars out there are older and any of the new ones that you see rolling out there have been on order for quite a while. There, there was a time where you just ordered a car a few months later, you got it, you raced it, you, you repeated the next year. And those with the, with every, the way everything's gone, um, COVID supply chain, the whole deal. And then probably some of the economy and just people taking a step back and looking and saying, Hey, I could probably get away with running this car for another year or two. I don't need to push this thing out the door and get a brand new car. Things have changed a little bit with that. And you see a lot of older cars being very competitive. Marty in the background of JT's set, Marty Robertson's, uh, type a Camaro. That car, when was that car built? That car was built for Danny Rowe by Rick Jones as an effort to like, like 2012, 2013 to right? the NHRA Pro Mod scene and kind of be a part of that movement. Rick Jones and many chassis builders had kind of part, part of the common, I think, mindset for a chassis builder is to like find a segment of the racing industry that they can really get their arms around right and for for a few of them like jerry haas and rick jones in particular pro stock was where they were pouring their effort and energy and i think that they saw the writing on the wall and recognized that pro mod was a growth segment it was a, a part of our sport that was rapidly growing and they needed to be in that conversation and part of that conversation was danny Rowe, a very successful pro mod racer saying hey i'm going to i want to build a new car Rick Jones saying, hey, we want to build it. We want to have a horse in the race that is pro-modified. And now that car, yeah, built in the mid-2000s, right? And now it is, that car went like a slew, five, six, low, mid to low 360s in a row at the U.S. Street National, or the Snowbird Outlaw Nationals, excuse me, and will likely be a threat this next weekend at the World Series of Pro-Mod. I mean, and that is a car that has been around the block. I mean, it's had a roots blown clutch Hemi in it. It's had a pro charged Hemi in it. And now it's got a screw blown Hemi in it. You know, it's had multiple iterations. And what's even cooler about it is when Marty Robertson builds his next hot rod, that car will end up in, in the hands of another pro mod team that is now able to have a badass car. You know, you see what I'm saying, Mike, like the trickle down is significant. Like we can't lose sight of the fact that most people can't buy a brand new pro mod, right? But because cars like that exist and that caliber of car exists and and has and will last and will hold up over the course of time, 
that car is going to be in the hands of somebody racing top sportsman or a regional series somewhere. I mean, it's a very I'd be curious very, very to know what thing. what's the oldest car that's competing at World Series of Pro Mod. Oh, that's a good one. chassis wise, even if it's been reskinned or updated. Awesome. Oldest original chassis racing at World Series of Pro Mod. Let me pull out my oh, oh, laminated. Oh, you list. got it laminated? Wow. Alicia laminated for my list for me. Um, the oldest car. Mm. Or did, did she buy a lamination machine just she for did. this? Oh she my did. god. Um, everything's gonna be laminated, JT. Oh my Frankie God. Taylor. Can't wait. I, I, if I had to guess, yeah. I would say Frankie Taylor's Corvette is the oldest car that's racing. Frankie the Madman Taylor. If I had to that's guess, that's a car that was it's the that, quickest pro mod in the world, and it was built during those ADRL heydays, yeah, of no yeah. rules. Larry Jeffers built super lightweight uh car, and that's I mean, he's been on my ass. Like, J Frankie's been texting me every night, whatever he's eating. Like last night, he sent me a picture of pizza. The night before, he sent me a picture of some fajitas. The night before that, he he's trying me, to he's trying to get some weight up. Oh no, he told me he's like, <laughs> well, man, I'm eating whatever I want since I've got to be so heavy at your race, you know. Um, but I would say that's we didn't want anybody car. to have to, you know, go on a diet or sacrifice. No, diet sucks. I, I did. I mean, it was the week before the World Series of Pro Mod, so it was the perfect time to go on a diet and yeah. go to the gym. You know, one week before Did you start leaving. smoking again, too, that would help. I thought about it. Speaking yeah. of Dukes, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Dukes, like the first it. time I met your performance coach, you know, the first few times I met him, he he always catch me next to a, a no smoking sign, smoking a cigarette, and he took pictures oh, of funny. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm looking here. How old is uh that Mustang that Ron Minix? uh is driving the one that dave pierce and jeff pierce i don't know dave pierce owns i don't think that's like a super new car no it's definitely not it's probably it's 10 fast. years old. I, I go in 2022 just riffing here for fun i honestly think that might be the most impressive car of the season the way they ran at the end of the year low runs that that thing is a hot rod that's a real problem that car is a problem for people um chip king's car brand new uh mike bowman's car brand new rob cox car fairly new tommy gray car i think tommy's car is fairly new keith haney's car is new um i'm trying to look marty rob i mean honestly that danny that old that rj car has got some date got some uh some history to it i'm trying to look here melanie salemi's car is very new chris reney's got a brand new car you know, Tommy Cunningham, Tommy Cunningham's uh, GT500 Mustang, that was the car that Kevin Rivenbark contested for quite a oh, while. Really? That car, yeah, that car's been around for a little that. while. The, you remember the Galat Mustang oh, that yeah. he raced? Okay, that's that car. So it's been around for, for a minute. Um, Justin Bond, brand new car. Randy Merrick's car is relatively new. Jason Scruggs, relatively new. Manny Bajinga, relatively new. Tommy Franklin's always got uh, new stuff. Mark Mickey's car is brand new. Yeah. But a lot of those cars you just mentioned, Tuttero, Franklin, I think those are cars that have been returning two or three years now. Oh, which for, for sure. you know, top-level teams like that, you didn't used to see that. No, you didn't. I mean, I remember when, like, Mike Castellana, they would have a new car to start every single oh, season yeah. and i always think you know the king of new cars start every season ricky smith yeah i think that his his car's not brand new is it no I it's a couple so. years old a few years old yeah i mean and as successful as because ricky said it right here on this show that guy has made so many a to b runs 
Cause, I mean, that's the claim. That's the play. Getting you, you can't win these races if you don't if you can't go A to B. Yeah, you know, and he's the master of going A to B. Well, that's part of Ricky's business model is, it is. get a car, go out there, prove, set it up with the Ricky Smith setup, make a bunch of great runs, run well with it, and then sell it at a premium, right? Because it's Ricky Smith car, start over again with a new one. I mean, he did that all through the 2000s and 2010. Tommy Cunningham just texted me, 2014 Jeffers car. So that's, but it's a relatively low run car, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, so that that makes a difference in my opinion. Um, there's a handful of these things that haven't been around, in my opinion, uh, or have been around for a while. Which, again, the reason this whole conversation is happening is to speak to the point that Pro Modified is sustainable. These, this is an event. These are cars. This is a group of people that can have success and continue to grow community, uh, collectively as a community for years and years and years to come. Mike, let's wrap this bad boy up. I appreciate everybody's time. Um, what else do we got to cover? We will not be airing an episode of the show next week. Yeah, let's Wednesday. give a rundown of, our, um, of, of the schedule of events for next week. Okay, let's do that. So starting next week, uh, and real quick, I do want to wish uh, everybody be safe and have fun this, next, uh, this weekend at Lights Out 14. Uh, the biggest small tire drag race on the planet Earth. We wish uh, Donald, Stephanie, the whole team, Ozzy Maria, everybody down there at South Georgia Motorsports Park, uh, all the luck in the world. I hope that place is uh, absolute pandemonium this weekend. This uh, The World Series of Pro Mod Race Week starts Monday, next Monday. I'm excited. I arrive actually on the property Monday. We can't wait. Uh, we will provide... So does JT. We're making so him drive. JT. JT embarking on an 18-hour drive down to... Uh, uh, Bradenton, Florida. This, it, it just uh, made sense. An 18-hour drive. Just short, short jaunt down short there. Short trip. For just a Midwest guy. Well, I, mean, I always I mean, joke I, about these Midwest guys. They 20 hours and under. I uh, we'll just drive that. Shit, I'm three we'll hours from an airport. You know, so and it's like, well, I was gonna drive some stuff down to Elite, but that's eight hours. So if I go to Elite and back, I mean I'm almost there, right? So, <laughs> it's true. You know, and then I have to go, then I have to go back to Elite and back. So that's four days basically. You know, yeah, it's true. It's yeah. true. Um, so. I want to give a shout out to my buddy, Brandon Pez, PJS racing, uh, right down the road in Weatherford, Texas. They're hauling a bunch of stuff down to the racetrack for me. They're rolling out on Saturday T and I'm going to take like all the stuff that we have here that need in Fort Worth that needs to, to make it down to Florida. I'm just going to take it over to Brandon's shop and your, your and two suitcases and gel and I got, all like, that. I've got a suitcase that's got nothing but hair gel in it, dog. Damn. I know. You ready? Yeah, no, I'm ready. And spray tan. <laughs> spray right? tan. Yeah. Well, yeah. I just, you know what? I couldn't find spray tan, so I just went to the hardware store and bought like burnt orange spray paint. Perfect. Yeah, and Smart. you just dust it. You just from a wet, like kind of spray it and then like wave just, your arm through it. Spray just go it, out, wave your face through it. Yeah, just know? go out to the shop and just weld naked. <laughs> That's what I do. Weld naked. <laughs> um, so Monday, uh, our friends at Brandon Motorsports man. Park yeah. are often offering private testing on Monday and Tuesday. That has nothing to do with us. If you're interested in the testing on Monday and Tuesday, reach out to Vic Alvarez, Gavin, Morgan, Wade, uh, any of the team there at Brandon Scott Motorsports Palmer's already Park. there. Spot, Scott's already there making laps. Shit. Um, they're on the property and they'll take care of you Monday and Tuesday. 
World Series of Pro Mod officially starts on Wednesday. As a, a token of our appreciation to our racers, we provide testing for our pros at no charge on Wednesday and Thursday, something I'm very proud of and I think is a big part of what we do. We want the best show possible for our fans on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So let's get that tire shake and tearing stuff up out of the way in testing. Let's roll to the line for Q1 and swing for the fences and put on a show. So Thursday night, immediately following testing, we're going to throw the Strange Engineering World Series of Pro Mod Racer Welcome Party. We've got Rico's Italian Restaurant catering this bad boy. JT's got 2,500 beers. 2,500 beers on deck. Suave. Uh, yeah, you know, you know, Mike. Oh, yeah. 2,500 beers on deck oh, for man. Thursday night. We're going to have us a big old time, my friends. And then JT Friday. still says he's bringing his own. Oh, he will. Bring he, wouldn't wanna, he, wanna, he wouldn't want to. He wouldn't want to hurt that twenty five hundred. He wouldn't want to hurt that twenty five hundred. You don't want somebody to run out, you know. <laughs> so Friday morning, we kick off officially the start of the World Series of Pro Mod. Oh. Two rounds of Wait, qualifying, pause. three p.m. Pause. and seven p.m. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Mama Mama Sue texted me and asked if uh, if we would run a foot race for her birthday at the at the <laughs> race. <laughs> no, no shit. She, lock she in. did say lock in. Lock in. Tell her what, I don't the, race. The three for of free. us. Yeah, that's what she oh, wanted for her birthday. Oh, she wants us to run I a foot race. Yes. Stretching right now, <laughs> y'all. I'll blow out a hammy, mommy, Mama Sue. Uh, I'll I'll start practicing tonight. I'll listen. I'll call the doc and I'll get on some performance enhancing. Oh, you drugs. will watch this. Watch. Guarantee. Oh, yeah, I'll be on PEDs. I'll you, be on you better, growth hormone by morning. You better get on them. Your little short legs are going to have to run about twice yeah. as fast as ours. Listen, I'm a I'm a Google <laughs> HGH. See what all I can get on, because I'm coming for you guys. I'm, oh, listen, boy. we're having a all right, no problem. Is this all right. is this going to be prep or no prep? Hurdles, prep. hurdles. I can't oh, jump God. hurdles. Guys. I know that's why I said it. I'll go under them. Can I go under them? <laughs> oh, I we guess. can have hurdles, but I get to d- jump on, go under them. You guys got to jump over them. Oh, Fair man. enough. All right. So uh, anyways, Friday Q1 at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, World Series of Pro Mod Rivals Nights. Have you guys seen this shit? Yeah, it man. is bananas. I'm excited about that. Yeah. I mean, we've got Erica Enders racing Johnny Placino. That's one I of mean, the coolest ones, man. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Tommy Franklin versus Keith Haney. Yeah, like, bro, awesome. this Tommy Franklin versus Craig Sullivan. This Marty Robertson versus Manny Bajinga. I mean, are you serious? Jim Halsey versus Jay Cox. I mean, yeah. what have we got? Scott Wildgus versus Rob Cox. I mean, what have we gotten ourselves into? Friday night. By there'll itself, be, there'll be a, there'll be a bunch more too. Like, oh yeah, yes, yeah. And there's yes. a bunch of I think there's several uh, of the front wheel drive class that that's wanting to get some drugs. Like a half too. dozen yeah. uh, of those guys have. I think it'll. Agreed. I think by the time we roll around Friday night, every pair is going to be. Do they have an ATM there? Five miles away. Okay. Yeah, that's five minutes far. away. We need to get one on the on property. Well, call somebody and we can try to find to get an ATM brought in. I don't know. Surely somebody can do that. That's I love, I love betting on grudge racing. Well, just bring a bunch of cash. I am, but I run out. Okay, <laughs> I'm not good at it. <laughs> well, listen. Well, you Friday always, you night, always, you always, I you really, yeah, you, you always, uh, you screw me. I mean, basically, yeah, that, I, mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. Uh, now I just know. I'm, hey, man, I've been around it for a minute. But listen, <laughs> uh, World Series of Pro Mod Friday night qualifying sessions at three and seven. Uh, f- Saturday, we will pick up that exact same schedule, 3 p.m., 7 p.m. Sunday at noon, we will begin our pre-race ceremonies and pre-race ceremonies, and we will have cars in the water at 1 p.m. Um, Drew Phillips, Golf Cart Rentals, log on to World Series of Promod.com. 
click on uh, event info and you'll see a thing that uh, an option that says no before you go scroll down and you will see our rental our golf cart rental provider call, it is unless you need detailing yes it's a different wrong phone number. we had the wrong phone number up there for a minute but anyways razor carts that's razorcarts.com r-a-z-o-r carts.com is the official golf cart rental service of the world series of pro mod and you'll be in good shape man but no it's uh we're, we're can you believe we're like what eight days away nine days away yeah man Oh, it's going to be crazy. crazy. Friday I'm night will be I'm excited worth. for Friday night, yeah. Oh, and and the limo guy, he's, he lost a bet to me, so he has to wear Chiefs gear. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Um, hope, hey, let's, uh, let's give it up to – this is news. <laughs> this is news here. Um, Scotty, the limo guy, and the Real Pro Stock Association have put up $1,500 for our number one qualifier in pro stock. Unheard of for a member awesome. of the media to step up and say, you know what? I'm going to stroke a check on this deal. $1,500 to our number one qualifier in Mountain Motor Pro Stock. Fantastic deal. Um, was, what, what can you say about Scotty, the limo guy? This is a guy. I, he loves drag racing the way we do. He does. Uh, can't wait to see him down there. We there have 75 media outlets. Have we, have, we have a ton of media and, and oh good. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and, you know, and everybody does it different. I saw, I saw someone post earlier. You know, complaining about somebody in the media doing things different. You know what? You know, sometimes you got to think out of the box. You know, me, Wes, me and you did it one time at Lights Out 7, maybe? Yeah. Is that when we went down with like four iPhones? Correct. And was it six or seven? Yeah. And kind of, I mean, we didn't really even get a big camera out. And, you know, so don't always, don't always just harp on somebody. Maybe they are trying something different. You know, you kind of have to to stand out. Maybe that's all I can afford, man. Here's the thing I told a guy the other day that was asking me about media and racing. And I said, here's what people forget. These guys are spending their own money. Yeah. Most of the people that yep. exist in the drag racing media don't don't lose sight of the fact that they're taking an L. And then they when probably, you, and then everybody beating them up for free photos after the fact. Right. They spent their own money. They booked their own hotel, paid for their own airfare or gas to get there, right? Bought their own equipment. And now they're going to go sweat their ass off, work like dogs for two, three, four days, shooting photos and photo documenting this event or video documenting this event, only to have everybody and their brother beat them up for everything for free. You know, so yep. the motorsport, the drag racing media is rare. This is a uniquely passionate group of people, and, and I'm not going to bag on any of them. There's those of them that don't like me. Right, that bag on me constantly, but I still I'm one of them, and, and, I'm, and I'm right here with you. Appreciate the grind, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. appreciate the hustle, and I appreciate these people trying to shine a light on the men and women that make our sport great. We need them. You know? We need them. We need yeah. them. We need them. So, um, anyways, if you have any further questions, we have done our level best to make sure that they can all be answered by way of the web, the World Series of Pro Mod website. That's WorldSeriesOfProMod.com. If there's a question on there that isn't answered, feel free to reach out to any of us, Mike, JT, myself. Um, mainly call, just JT, though. Just mainly him. JT. You <laughs> can call the racetrack, Bradenton Motorsports Park. We got a, a small army of people ready to try to make this we will try to help weekend weekend. Uh, as enjoyable as it can possibly be. Guys, thank you so much. Huge shout out to Stroud Safety, Redline Synthetic Oils, FlowRacing.com, and everybody that supports the West Buck Show. Thank you guys for being a part of it and shooting the breeze with me here for a couple hours every Wednesday, and especially 
all of y'all that tune in and uh, talk shop with us, man. What, what a privilege and an honor it is to, to chat drag racing every single week with all of you. It wouldn't be the same. Remember, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever you consume your podcast or right here on YouTube. We appreciate you and we'll see you next Wednesday. See y'all. See y'all in Florida.